Hey, good afternoon. This is Sam Wesley, the host of the Mind of the Prophet Meditation Hour. And due to technical difficulties, uh, I have a podcast that's actually starting in about, I don't know, four or five minutes uh, with a uh, pretty cool husband-wife team. So this is my first husband-wife team uh, interview. Uh, I just saw, it looks like those both of those guys have uh, uh, joined this, so they can just jump on whenever they're ready. I'm super excited about this. Um, you know, sometimes we had difficult, te technical difficulties with the Anchor app. Anchor, fix that. Like, like, fix it to where, you know, we just don't have these interruptions when we're trying to talk on the phone. But I'll take this IG live. I think we're going to do uh, an awesome job uh, with, with what we have going on today. These, these folks are actually pretty cool. Uh, I, I'm really excited about this. Yeah. Hey, how are you, Samuel? I, I'm great. Please, please call me Sam. Samuel sounds so formal. <laughs> we might so, be a little delayed. So I, sorry I, I, about that. It's all good. You guys are in the boonies. So I'm just going to give uh, your uh, remote rural area of New Mexico some grace uh, and, and a little bit of a delay. And so, uh, like, you guys have made my day. Just to see a husband and wife team working together, like, this is already starting off, like, a really good way. Uh, so I'm thankful for it. <laughs> so uh, let's just jump right into it. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever listened to any of my podcasts before, uh, mm -hmm. but I start everything with an affirmation. Mm -hmm. I believe in affirmations. I believe in the spoken word. So we're just going to start with the freedom, the freedom affirmation, which is my favorite one. All right. Uh, the freedom affirmation. How's it go? I should have this memorized. I'm, I'm working on it. I am free. <laughs> I am free. Free man have. What thoughts does this free man have? What choices does he make? How does he value his time? How does he save his money? How does he spend his money? How does he quickly multiply his money? How does he fight his battles? How does he slay his demons? I pray for my soul throughout time, past and future, so that I may awaken in the present moment a free man without regrets. The universe, being honest, is faithful and able to perform. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I love that. You like that one? Yeah. Yes, like freedom, that's a good way to Everybody open it up. Gotta open it up with some freedom. That way we get the juices flowing. I, I learn something new about freedom every time I do a podcast. So uh you you guys is you guys are definitely free because you're living you're like cowboys, uh, you know, with the dreads <laughs> and shit. So <laughs> right? Cowboys you guys, you guys are, I love you guys it. It's true. Like, yeah, for sure. Right? So uh yeah, we're gonna have a good time. And I believe that this is the beginning of a lifelong friendship because I, I love you guys already. So let's introduce you <laughs> guys. So Tell everybody who's listening or watching like who you are. And then we're just going to jump okay. right into this thing. So who are you guys? Okay, well, I'm Asad. Um, and this is my wife. I'm Michelle. Um, and then pretty much, uh, you know, we've been here for about four years um, homesteading. I mean, we started off in a tent. Um, now we in our first house, our small, tiny home as of January 1st this year. 
you know, okay. uh, out here with chickens, dogs, cats now to, you know, help us get rid of these animals out here that we that we call pests. <laughs> and then uh, just finished the greenhouse today. So get ready to get the food started up. So, I mean, everything's just like humping and jumping right now. Okay, four years in, right? And then I saw on your page, it looks like you guys have a German Shepherd. Oh, we have a few. <laughs> yeah, so we have two purebreds. Um, and mm -hmm. then we have three Shepsky mixes, right? Three, two. two Shepsky mixes, a Husky, um, two Chihuahuas, and another mixed Husky. Oh, man. You, you... All right, so wait, I have to do a couple of things. First thing I need to do right now is all Black people that see this show or people of color, uh, they got a whole reservation ranch of freedom going on in New Mexico of all places. <laughs> So uh, all black people <laughs> who uh, want freedom to relocate <laughs> should just relocate there right now. Uh, I'm going to check into uh, New Mexico residency right away because you guys are uh, definitely living the dream. So um, husband wife team, I love this, man. Like this, this was a surprise. This was really a surprise uh, for me. So, all right. So let's tell people, let's tell people what you have. Homesteading. I'm a lawyer, so I get that term, right? You guys are homesteading on a Yeah. Right. And yes. the landowners. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, total we have oh, 63 man. acres. Um, yeah, we acres. were. Yes, um, technically, okay, technically we have 73. Um, we have a separate lot of 10 acres that we purchased when we thought we were going to lose the 63 acres. Um, mm -hmm. So we have that okay. just like as a backup, but it's kind of separate. These 63 are like the all the lots are near each other. Okay, so let me also say that it sounds like we have cowboy millionaires. We have black cowboy millionaires <laughs> on the show. The first, no, the first no. black cowboy millionaires in the united states uh i i, I love your <laughs> humility okay let me just say that i love how humble you guys are to be gozillionaires sitting on a thousand acres <laughs> we're trying to get there we're trying um, you know it wasn't in the plan land. you know listen you the listen, plan was only 10 because he was like okay well you know we can deal with a quarter acre. That was a house already. And then we're like, okay, let's go something unimaginable was 10. Okay. And we came out here and the real estate agent was like, well, you know, nobody does less than 40. We're like, well, oh, well, 40 acres and a mule, I'll take that. Well, depend on the price. And sure enough, I mean, it was a price that we couldn't beat. And then came with some strings that we didn't, you know, nobody kind of can uh, tell. And then we ended up beating those odds. Okay. So, I mean, we kind of came up. Hell yeah, y'all came up. Hey, listen, nobody else is living the black dream in the in the United States. You two definitely are. You got you. so all right. So oh, I, thank you. You guys have just maybe opened up a bunch of different questions. And and, and I let me apologize in advance. Uh I get excited. You're good. Okay. I, I'm also an attorney, <laughs> so I'm hyper inquisitive. I'm very inquisitive and I'm a nerd. Uh so I'm gonna ask you a lot. We are and, and I'm pretty ridiculous. I'm ridiculous. So when I come there, I need a couch at our campsite because I have to stand on couches uh, just no matter where I am. It's just a prerequisite. <laughs> we'll make sure we have some furniture for you to stand on. Oh, definitely. Definitely okay, got a couple good. couches for you. Good. Good. And I'm, I'm going to adopt a coyote. I, I, I will think of a name for my coyote. 
uh, before I leave there. But whatever coyote that you guys love the most, that I'm just gonna adopt that coyote and uh, you know give it a, <laughs> give it give it a Texas name. Don't give it a Texas name. I'm sure it'll be pretty okay. easy. Oh. Um, a lot of our dogs when they run off, they go play with the um, wolves and the coyotes. So we're kind of we kind of coexist, rub elbows with the animals. A husky is nothing but a wolf. Husky is nothing but a wolf anyway. Yes. So, all right, yep. all right. We're going to get, to, I promise you, we're going to get to your business in a second, okay? Um, oh, don't worry about it. Okay, what is it like with the husky? Because I'm going to tell you why I'm asking you this question. Huskies seem like they're very determined animals that will talk back to you if they don't like what it is that you're talking about. Oh, yeah. So I, I just have this whole daydream where I, I want to argue with the husky and we can have, just have us a whole, rrr, 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 you know, kind of kind of do. Uh -huh. so, so what is it? Oh, I do that all the time. Every morning. All the time. <laughs> Every morning. I, I'll get, next so time I, feel, like? I do it, I'll get a video with me and Luna. I promise you. You have to because they have <laughs> attitudes. Husky, yes. Huskies, yeah, they do. Huskies yeah. have attitudes. Absolutely. Even just the look. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah th that's the primary reason why I want one is because I talk to nature all the time. <laughs> so, I, you know, yeah. I, I sit in my garage. I'm working in my garage right now. I have my tree out here, and I've named her Gaia or Sophia. Just depends on her day. She has a, you know, she's <laughs> good personality. And I have my birds that come, <laughs> and I have my squirrels, and I've basically just named, I have names everything, but I call basically everything prosperity. All right? So I talk to prosperity all day. And I think that Mother Nature is sexy, so I just talk. I talk nice to that girl all day long, you know. And, and so, do um, I, yeah, I love nature. So, so I promise you, go get into the camp because I'm coming out there. Uh, just tell people about it. So let's just go and get into it. Let's just tell people about it. I, I saw you rolling up. It looked like so. I'm just going. I like I like the drawn clothes. You see this? This is my life. Oh, nice. This is this is my okay. Oh man, I love it. All right, so since since we family now, we just gonna go ahead and smoke together. Uh, tell us about Mujeres Valley. Hey, no, you're uh, ahead of us. We'll break down and huh? roll while we're on the phone with you. We're not ready. We're, we didn't break down oh. and roll. Oh, we'll get ready. You must know us, though, because uh, usually we're ready. <laughs> all right. I told her, I was like, all you, good. you don't want to have one roll yet. <laughs> hey, next time, man, just follow your first mind. Just follow your first mind. Anytime, <laughs> you, get, anytime uh, you talk to the prophet, you'll be ready. And whenever you go talk no, to the prophet, true. just just have some on standby. Okay, I, I don't. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm gonna live by carrots for so. you guys. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, when you get yes. here, I appreciate that prophecy. Listen, speak life over me. Speak life over yes. me. Right? Well, why you, you already know? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so while you're rolling up, I'm just gonna give a brief introduction into what you guys uh, do, as far as I understand. And, and then, you know, we'll just kind of keep it going. So I am on uh, live video. We're gonna put this on uh, Anchor and Spotify. We're gonna strip the audio, audio and do that. But these two uh, amazing trailblazers, these cowboy billionaires, listen, I just made y'all billionaires. Yeah, you're welcome. I'll and, speak on it, uh, I'll take that so, in. Oh, yeah, they own 73 acres of land in New Mexico of all places, right? And they have these amazing campgrounds. I went on their website. They they are uh, it's it's you know 
people of color, uh, women of color, a brother of color. He has dreads. This, I'm not going to say Rasta, but he's real tapped in. You could tell. Yeah. All right. And, and so they have this yeah, background Rasta, where yeah. people of color can just go and escape in nature, right? They can go and experience nature because mm -hmm. uh, I love nature, yep. but that's just not something that we're exposed to a lot. So let's just be honest about that. Exactly. Uh, no, no offense to the sisters. No offense to the sisters, but you're going to sweat your hair out in New Mexico. It's happening. I think. I don't know. Maybe, maybe the climate is dry. <laughs> the dreadlocks, yeah. Okay. But, but just That's in case, lot. I could be wrong. <laughs> no. Like, it ain't the place to go get your nails done. All right? But you're going to have yes. a funky good time. I can already tell because it's two black people running it. Like, you just, black <laughs> people in the country is already a plus. Oh my God! <laughs> right. I, yeah, we, right. Listen, y'all. This y'all. Y'all have concert problems. Y'all have concert problems. Can y'all imagine a big black uh, cowboy concert? Oh, it would be awesome. It, I, I'm gonna just tell you, I already know it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, we, we, we might have to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, get us out there with the coyotes and, and uh, jack rabbits and everything else. I think it would be. Awesome. I think it'll be a fun good time. Yes. And, and and listen, uh, oh, let me give you a great kids game. Let me give you a great kids game that you can add. And uh, you know, I won't even charge you for this. Okay, this is free. This is free. <laughs> All right. I grew up on Woody Woodpecker. I'm 42. <laughs> okay. And on uh, Woody Woodpecker, you know that if you uh, tried to put salt on Woody's tail, he couldn't fly. So the next time mm -hmm. you guys have a family that comes out there with kids. Give them like a, a canister of salt or some complimentary and be like, yo, if you want to laugh yourself into an asthma attack, uh, tell your kids <laughs> to, try, to try to put salt for the bird's tail. Listen, they'll wear themselves out. It's the best, it, it's the best game ever. I was asthmatic as a child, and my girlfriend used to do this all the time. She used to run me and my asthmatic cousin around our front oh yard chasing crows. With with cast of the Oh my god. Oh uh, well you know what? It's, we it's actually funny, have a ton of woodpeckers out here. Wait until you see it. Wait until you see it in person. Oh, wow. Listen, y'all y'all will go viral. It is the most ridiculous. Oh uh, I'm trying I'm trying to hold my laughter in, so I'm sweating now. So it's okay. so I can keep it in. I can already see it. I promise you. I'm like, dude, because we have maybe three types of woodpeckers on the campground. So even when I was out there today, like kind of cleaning it up, I mean, you can just see different yeah. ones going to the trees, you know, uh, pecking out, you know, the uh, the larvae and whatever else they're trying to get out the trees and stuff. So, I mean, just imagine, you know, kids running around. I can see it already because I can see the woodpeckers, not even just regular birds, you know, just like the, you tell them, oh, yeah, Woody Woodpecker, and then go the whole story. Oh, man, I, man. Oh man, oh, yeah. I had that. I had that on repeat. I'm trying to watch my my words, but <laughs> well, and also because we recently had some kids um, come through on the property with their parents, and it was really uh, I don't know, like I felt really emotional when I heard them running around playing and like running down the walkways we had made. It was like, oh, this is what we did that for, you know? And it just felt like like it was finally happening. So it's really it's funny that you brought up the kids too. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, how can nature's just not even right without a child's imagination, right? So that's just like nature's True. just nature is a whole different dimension that if you don't make a very conscious, intentional effort to tap into your mm -hmm. interconnectedness with nature, you'll miss the whole point 
of nature, man. Like yes. I, I sit in my garage and I'm truly like I can't even imagine what it's like to be out where you guys are because not only is it just in an amazing place, you guys are on indigenous land. So the spirit of, of whatever was there prior to, the energy that was there prior to still exists. Like energy cannot be created nor destroyed. Yes. So whatever Definitely. was there prior yes. to, the love is still present. Right? Yes. So like um, kid tapping into that, a kid tapping into that already. I'm like, I already know it. So four years, you guys started this four years ago. Tell me about the mm -hmm. four-year journey, because for you to go from one to just have 10 acres to now having 73 acres, uh, you guys lived in a tent, which tells me that you are dedicated as fuck, okay? Oh, man. <laughs> now having a tiny house. Like, give me the whole rundown. Like, give me the whole rundown as to the... the um, so let's just start with this. How did you guys come up with the concept? I want to know how you came up with the concept. That's where I was going to go first. So it was when we were living in Colorado. So we're originally from California. We left California in 2013 and we uh, moved to Colorado um, right when they legalized, like the year they legalized, we were in Colorado. Uh, we stayed, we pretty much created our wellness business over six years that we were there, bought a house, flipped it. Um, and we wanted to buy land in Colorado, but in Colorado, they don't give you water rights. So we were kind of like, damn, where do we go? Um, and we we're like, oh. for a month, we were like, just homeless. <laughs> Hi. Hi, I just trying to make sure he's not embarrassing the family or nothing. Y'all all right? <laughs> That's why I'm on here with him. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. She's just making sure you're dressed. That's all. <laughs> Clearly. Clearly, clearly, and and you know she wants to make sure I wore one shirts. She, she's like, you gotta wear a shirt, so stop calling out one of the coach. I'm with that. Okay, so I'm sorry. Yeah, we'll definitely hit that so for years, you guys bought a property, you flipped it, and so I, I, oh, I, yes. I didn't mean to interrupt. So you flipped it, yeah. So keep going. No, it's okay. Um, so we were pretty much we were homeless for a month because we didn't know where we were going to go. Um, we were a big part of our journey in Colorado was um, generational healing. Um, when I left California, I was not proud of the fact that I my mom was from Mexico, and I really didn't know where my genealogy even lied in like where it was at and all that stuff so mm -hmm. we found out we did our dna reports um and then we we're like okay well we want to go to places like all of the places where we have dna and we want to go connect with the community we want to reconnect with our roots but we knew we needed a home base um and we also wanted to mass manufacture our products so the intent was to come out buy a chunk of land build a manufacturing plant make our products set this up as a home base, have somebody live here or watch the property or run it for us or whatever, and then start traveling, going to the places that we wanted to go to our ancestral lands and stuff like that. So we're still trying to set that up. That's pretty much what we're in the process of doing. Yeah, we're like almost close enough to get somebody uh, to watch the property to where we can even actually Whoa. start traveling to go see family again. Uh, what, what, uh, what characteristics are you looking for in a property watcher? <laughs> People for, who aren't scared of the animals. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, no worries. I mean, seriously, like, 
I mean, a lot of people say like they're willing to come out and specifically just for you too. I mean, just to come out and be with nature, you can't be afraid of it because we have, I mean, when we were in a trailer, I have seen a, a wolf walk right behind the trailer within five feet of me, you know? Um, I have seen uh, brown bears out here. I have seen multiple mountain lions out here. So, you know, you can't be afraid. And then also you have to be good with dogs because we have eight dogs. Um, some we might take with us, you know, and then we have the chickens and, you know, and then we're actually trying to get goats and stuff like that. So, yeah. I mean, other than that, I mean, that's pretty much the prerequisite besides us trusting you. Yeah, the trust is probably a big thing, too. Was nobody in our families because we're from California, we're from Los Angeles. Nobody in our families yeah. will like consider coming out here because they're like, "You guys are crazy. There's no way we're going to go live out there." That sounds like a, a bear in the fall for me. I don't know that Charlie would agree with it, but uh, you know, if I was a single man, I would do that shit. All right, because I love that shit. <laughs> so, so, but you said a very interesting thing, right? Oh, and all the, also, anybody listening, they're hired, so apply. And. Uh, mm -hmm. How do you how are you guys not afraid of nature right so you, you just said black bears uh wolves but wolves are pretty cool i, I saw dances with wolves yeah i believe that there's some truth to that right <laughs> I, I believe that there's some truth to that. <laughs> You're okay. too funny. I, I i i just believe that if you are <laughs> if you're kind enough to to the wolf they're, they're just they're yeah. just good like that you know they're they're like dogs you know yeah. so i feel like if they just won't attack you unless they look at you like you're a prey um but mm -hmm. bears that's a little different that's different well, so like how to them, i mean to me it's, a, it's a different it's the same thing it's an energy okay i mean because all animals and all wildlife is going to go off of how you go you know so if you come if you're coming out like i'm this alpha male or i'm this alpha predator and can't nobody hurt me well of course you're gonna meet this alpha predator that's out there waiting for somebody saying the same thing walking around purring like, yeah, I wish somebody would come or, you know, some bear like rubbing his back on the tree because, I mean. We've done that too. Like when we see like um, elk, like will mark their antlers on trees to like mark their territory. Um, when we mm. got here, we started like rubbing our backs all on the trees and like throwing our scent all over like the same trees and stuff just so that they know that we're here and that we're not trying to hurt them. And I think um, over the years, they figured out that we're, because we haven't hunted any animals, um, they figured out we're not trying to hunt them, but everybody else around here is. So all the animals come to our property. Yeah, like even uh, last night, there was a, a good, I want to say a pack, but like a good herd of um, elk behind us. I want to say maybe 20 feet away from us, just because you can't really see that far. Okay. So you look 20 feet in between okay. the trees and you can, and you have this bird that pretty much follows the elk. And you can hear it like going off and you look up and you can kind of tell where they're at. Well, one of our dogs, Diesel, kind of took off. And when we called him back, you can hear the elks kind of like sounding off. And we heard, I heard about three of them sound off just in about maybe 100 yards apart from each other. So, I mean, just like being one with nature, you know, they know that energy. So they know, OK, well, we can come around here and they won't mess with us. And we've even put out um, like mineral licks. So like some of the ranchers out here taught us about like salt licks that cows need and different minerals mm -hmm. that they don't get from eating um, the grass and stuff. So we figured, I mean, we're not getting cows, but for the elk and the deer that's already out here in antelope, just put the same stuff out there because they need the same supplements, you know? And that's actually been mm -hmm. helping, I mean, been collecting a little bit more elk poop and, you know, things of that uh, nature for the gardens and stuff. Mm -hmm. So uh, not only are you guys black cowboys, you're, you're borderline, you know, uh, Indians, Native American types, you guys are in tune. <laughs> 
Like that's amazing yeah. that you would know that, right? So you're 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 able to tell just by the birds in the air what might also be on the ground. How in tune do you have to be, right? That's awesome. So, uh, um, what about at night? Because I love looking at the stars. I can't even imagine how beautiful a full moon is where you guys are. Oh, it's oh, cool. Yeah, it looks face. like. <laughs> it's cool because like okay on the new moons it's cool to see like to be here for both so to see how dark it is pitch black in the new moon you can't even see in front of you yeah. you can barely see five feet in front of you and then if you have the full moon you get to experience that not only do you get to see all of the milky way all of the time then with the full moon it looks like there's a bright ass light on like like a yeah. football field yeah, it literally feels like you're walking oh, through a football oh, stadium. You can still see the green on the trees. You can see all the branches. You can see the shrubs on the floor. And you can literally walk around with no light at nighttime on a full moon. Yeah, we do. I love it. Yeah. So you just crossed off of, uh, one of my questions. Because one of my questions literally was, can you see the Milky Way? Is it visible to the naked eye? And I, I just, I want to see oh, it. Oh, yeah. So I want to see it. I oh, want to yeah. see it. I want to see it. And okay, it's hard because so, we always... So, when we see it, we try to get the pictures of it or a video of it, and it's like the videos just don't do it justice. It's just like a like yeah. a bunch of white dots in the sky. You can't really see it. Yeah, yeah. How long have you two been married? Uh, ten years, and we've been together eleven years. Mm -hmm. Ten years, been, oh, so so uh, been together eleven years total. Married ten, so you guys knew right away, right? It was like you only, you only dated a year. So I'm just gonna say yeah. he knew right away. Oh, we, he knew right away. We moved just in like the brother. second month. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. We moved in like the right second away. month that we knew each other. Okay. How yeah. did y'all meet? How did you guys meet each other? Well, she's laughing because we met on Twitter, and we still have a debate on who actually contacted who. So I just remember seeing like I was uh, standing in Orange County. And uh, she stayed, I guess, maybe like another 20 minutes away from me. And at, at that time, uh -huh. like, she, she, I guess she pinged me or some shit. Something happened, dude. And I was like, oh, don't be no stranger. That's just all I remember saying on, uh, on Twitter was like, don't be no stranger or something. And sure enough, we ended up uh, exchanging phone numbers. But she didn't come through. And I guess that's what, for me, that was a big thing. Because, I mean, I'm not an ugly dude. And I, I hate to say it like that. But a lot of times, like, I didn't have to wait to have sex with women. So with, with my wife. That was the main thing with me is that she made me wait. She didn't come talk to me. Uh, like, she didn't come to my house or nothing like that. She made me talk to her on the phone. And if I wasn't interested on the phone, and she hung up, that kind of stuff. So that was that was more how we first uh, met. So I also I mean, held you accountable, though. So the reason for that was because I asked him why he wanted to talk to me. He tried to lie to me first. And, oh, I just want to oh. get to know you. And then I was like, oh, oh. you can save all that BS because I'm grown and I know that's not true. So uh -huh. he's like, yeah, I do just want to hit. And I was like, okay. So I made him talk to me while I was on the phone, um, like driving from work and stuff like that. And I would be smoking and stuff. And um, he didn't smoke at the time. Mm -hmm. So when I finally decided to just go over, it's because I just wanted somewhere to smoke at. And he was cute. <laughs> and he was close to my house. <laughs> Yeah, and that's how hey, it happens. Whatever it takes. So, uh, so let me just break that down for everybody. She put you on a ninety-day Steve Harvey plan. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, and then what's worse is what's worse is she introduced you to smoking, 
It didn't make you late, bro. That's that's torture. But you earned it. Listen, high five, yeah. kudos. Okay, she made you work for it, and uh, here you are, yeah. eleven years later, uh, gazillionaires in the country, black cowboy, uh, <laughs> black cowboy, Native Americans. I love it. <laughs> I love it. So, so now this, so now that leads to an interesting dynamic, right? Because. You know, we know the issues that are very present in the the black community. I'm not gonna say African American. I, I think that you know, I'm I'm I just have my own radical views about the black experience, right, in the United States. Mm -hmm. And so it is it is very challenging for our families to stay together. There are a lot of uh, yes. things that we have to overcome, not just as a community, but also systematically that make life for us very challenging. Plus, there's a lot of history there where. Uh, the woes are so uneven, right? And um, so what is it like working with your spouse? When do you guys get a break from each other? Because you, I'm sure you need that at some point in time. I'm sure the we always let you know, so it brings y'all together. Amen for cannabis. But, but no, when, when you guys... <laughs> yeah. Get that break. Um... But it is needed. So there are times like, um, well, she'll sit there and she'll see, like today, we were out there working on the greenhouse together um, before the sun came all the way up or when the clouds were still covered, when it was kind of cool. And we went to the uh, the campground after that. And then she was like, oh, well, can I help you? I was like, no, it's okay. You go work on the computer and I'll do this over here. So that's kind of um, what we have to do is we have to split our time that way and go, okay, well, let me do this on my own and let you do that on your own. And then we'll come back for a smoke break or you know, we'll come back to eat or if we got around the dogs up or the animals and then get back together. But we kind of like, I guess on a daily basis, get like an hour or two away where we just do our own thing. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Um, a good, another thing that we learned too is um, we not only dove into our astrology, so we know like our different, um, like our different signs, um, that's a big part, but also the human design part. I don't know if you guys, if you've ever heard of the human design, um, but it pretty much uses all the same information as astrology, your date of birth, your time of birth, your location mm -hmm. and all that. So we found out there's four different types of human design. There's a um, reflector, a manifesting generator, a generator and a projector. So I'm a projector <clears throat> and Assad is a manifesting generator. Mm -hmm. So we found out with our different human design types that um, I'm the type of human design that will need a nap in the middle of the day because I can see somebody's situation and I can go, okay, this is, these are the steps that you can do to elevate yourself to the next level. But Assad is more of the type that's like, okay, we're trying to get to this goal. I can do this X, Y, Z, which is usually physical labor um, to get that going. And he's like constantly going, 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 going. So I, caught myself in Colorado um, being really tired trying to keep up with him I'm trying to do like computer work mm -hmm. but I'm trying to do um, like house projects and I'm also trying to cook and clean and take care of the dogs so I found myself getting really like burnt out pretty much um, so I started going to like red tents for women and I pretty much learned about having that create like healthy boundaries but also about the human design because my um, human design needs to take naps during the day and his human design can go all day until the end of the day and be like, all right, I'm good. I'm a rest for the rest of the day. But I can never keep up with that. I'm just not designed that way. So learning that was a big 
it was a big factor in us being able to work well together um, and like me not be frustrated because he doesn't want to be on the computer 24 hours a day or him not be frustrated mm -hmm. because I can't do physical labor eight hours a day or whatever. So mm -hmm. that, that helped a lot too. Yeah. I've never heard of human design, so I'm, I'm very curious about this. So I used to work for a big four firm. I've, I've, I've had many lives as far as careers go. Um, but before this big four firm, they had a very novel concept uh, called business chemistry. And it, I'll just say it's Deloitte, Deloitte and Touche. Um, and business chemistry mm -hmm. has four different business chemistry types. They're pioneer, driver, guardian, and integrator. Mm -hmm. And each one of those has their own mm -hmm. various aspects. And so I was so good at this that they used to send me, <clears throat> they've sent me, you know, international to give this presentation. Uh, shortly before I resigned, I was offered the opportunity to actually do a TED Talk about business chemistry because it, it's actually a very good system. I still use it to this day. I, I, I basically do an analysis on what people's business chemistry is like all the time. So, but what is human design? Because now I'm actually curious just to see like, really, what is that system? Also, what is my, I want to see if you guys can tell me what my human design type is. So, it was developed by somebody. Yeah, so there's like, it's, I'm pretty sure it's called Jovian something, but you can find it. Like, if you type in like human design reading on Google, it'll okay. pop up as like Jovian archive or something like that. Um, and okay. you can like punch in all the same things for your, um, like your astrology. So, your location of birth, your date of birth, and your exact time of birth um type okay. it in and it'll give you like a chart it'll look like a human standing to the side mm -hmm. and it'll show you like different it's it's a really intricate system i'm not going to pretend to know everything about it but it'll <laughs> show you like a chart right and um so like it'll show you like diamonds and it looks like the diamonds in your like these these are like um not, they're not chakras thank you um they're uh, energy centers but they are exactly aligned with the chakras so they uh, they're kind of okay. similar in that way um, and it'll show you, like, if it has a color, it's not, oh, thank you. Somebody posted the um, the link on your um, comments. Um, and it'll show you, like, if it shows you, like, an empty spot, it means that you're, like, an open center in that area. So I think, like, my sacral is open, and I have a lot of um, problems grounding. Like, I have to be very conscious about grounding my root and my sacral chakra. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of, like, matches up, too. But... Um, I don't really know how it's like tied into astrology other than that's what you use to like get your reading, but I can connect you with somebody in Texas who actually like has a human design group out there. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, <clears throat> connect me because I'm, you know, I don't know that I would necessarily ever join a tribe, but I, I feel like I just have my own very unique way of thinking. And I'm just curious about, I, I'm curious about everything. You guys, are, I, I love you guys. Let me just say that like you guys you guys are just talking about things that typically just you know black people don't talk about so i'm just going to assume i could be wrong and tell me if i am i'm going to assume that you were raised in a very traditional way possibly i don't know if you guys were raised in church or you know whatever your doctrine was how did you how did you um evolve from whatever your traditional doctrine was being raised to now being okay with talking about astrology and signs and, and then also tell me you guys the signs too. But I'm a Leo. I, and I, I'm, so, I'm not a bad one. So she laughed so but, hard but, because but I'm, I'm a Leo I too. Am a Leo. 
Um, but I mean, I, I love that you asked that question just because, I mean, I was raised Christian. I was uh, raised in the church. Um, so to know the denominations, I, I can't tell you I knew that much. However, I know that my grandma, uh, whenever we went to her church, it was a Baptist church. And whenever we went mm -hmm. to our regular church, it was different from her church. So that's all, that's all I know yeah. about that part. Um, and I started okay. to see like the divide inside the churches. Like, so I would see the pastors, the deacons and the ministers, you know, have their own little sex and talk about so, so-and-so and, oh, I'm gonna help so-and-so. And we have this prayer circle. And then, and then behind the church scenes, you know, they're talking shit behind everybody's back. And I'm like, well, okay. And then I'll go with Bible verses. Well, hey, look, so here's this Bible verse that says you shouldn't be doing this. Especially if you saying that you're the leader of our flock, you know, why are you even going just low? And they go, oh, well, you can't hold everybody to the Bible, young man. And, you know, some kind of Bible verse to make it seem like I'm being too super judgmental. So I had to go back. Well, okay, well, the Bible says I'm supposed to judge you. You know, I'm supposed to judge the people who I want, how I want to lead me. So if I'm judging you, then you should be open to that judgment. And that's kind of what they were closed yeah. off to. So for about five to seven years before I even met Ishelle, um, you know, I stopped even believing uh, in like church at all. Like I knew about God. I didn't stop believing about God. I just knew that I'm the temple, that if I'm the temple and if there's more than one person around me that believes in God and Jesus and his word, then he's going to be around me. And I'm not going to be led wrong. Mm -hmm. So I was somehow yeah. going to be led back to wherever mm -hmm. I was need I was needed to be. And my birth name is Daniel. Uh, so okay. we did change our names in uh, Colorado. Don't tell them what Daniel means. I know you love saying that. I don't. Yeah, you do. Mm. <laughs> it means because uh, Daniel means the I, judge. Right. I'm, so thank you. I believe her, bro. Because because they always know. I believe I believe her. All right, all right, judge. Run it down for me. Here we go. Right. So. <laughs> So, I mean, again, with that name, I would use that, too. Well, here's my name, and this is what I'm supposed to do. And then Daniel in the Bible did this, too. So how am I wrong? So um, yeah. I ended up, I was a crump dancer. So, of course, I was still in spirituality. And then I met uh, Michelle, um, whose birth name was Christina at the time. And uh, once we started, you know, actually messing around together, uh, she told me that, you know, she wanted to go into church and she wanted to go to Bible study. And so I was like, okay, you can do that. And she's like, well, it don't make sense for me to date nobody that's not into that. You know, that's not into the stuff that I'm into because then we're going to have, like, mm -hmm. you know, beefs. Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, you know, okay. that's kind of true. I was like, well, I kind of know the Bible. So I was like, okay, I'll go with you, and I'll do the same shit to your, your people that you're going to that I did to mine, right? So sure enough, <laughs> sure enough, I did the same shit. You know, we go into Bible study, and I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pastor said this, right? Well, why he didn't read the next line? You know, the next line says, hey, right. you know, you know, yeah, the other, yeah. the other um, part of the book said, don't even re reply to this chapter or don't even look at those verses. So just looking at the in-betweens, and she was like, what the fuck? Okay, you are right. And then not even just taking my words, doing her own studies, you know, and that's kind of our, our been our own thing yeah. is do your own studies yeah. and find out for yourself because I don't want to tell you something. Yeah. You just believe me and you believe, oh, well, damn, 10 years down the line now or 11 yeah. years down the line, you're like, well, you've been wrong this whole time. And all I have to do is read for myself. Yeah. So then it's a double negative on both of us. So, I mean, that's kind of how we, yeah. we all both came back to the Bible and then even got led to Rasta, which we are now. You know, we've been Rasta for about, well, me, I, I'll I say that. about 10. Hold that thought. Hold that thought because uh, no flies, are getting, flies are getting too comfortable around here. So let me light something so they stop. And they go, okay. So just I give got me you. A second. Hold that's what we have an electric right. fly swatter for. 
They'd be way too comfortable. What? I don't even know the Yeah, movie. an electric fly swatter. Yeah, the what flies out do? here don't play no game. What about mosquitoes? They'll be here. They'd be you like, maybe half the size of your thumb and land right on your forehead and just crawl like it's no problem. <laughs> Say that again. What about the mosquitoes? Do you have mosquitoes out there? They're not that bad. Um, they're worse during monsoon season, which is only like two or three months. Um, and I'm allergic to mosquitoes and anything that bites. So the first two years here was really bad. But it, because of the drought, um, it hasn't been that bad. Okay. So now I have a I have a, another question. I want to dive into the spirituality part. Um. How do you experience God now? And the reason why I'm asking this is because typically when couples are undergoing a spiritual transformation at individual moments, they don't make it, right? Oh, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. You know, because I, I love to study human nature. I love to, I love mm -hmm. to just understand people. I just have a thirst for understanding that. And what I found is typically in relationships, there's like a cycle. Each person grows in their individual you know, schedule. And mm -hmm. sometimes you cannot communicate the changes that you're going through because you don't really understand them yourself. And what the other yes. partner does, the partner who is watching the change happen, uh, they start to get clingy because they can't understand the change that's happening and they are trying to hold on to the person they fell in love with instead of letting that person evolve or, you know, emerge from their cocoon to become something even more beautiful. Right. And so typically mm -hmm. when couples go through these periods of transformation, one doesn't make it because they can't allow the other person to spread their wings and grow and, and, and evolve into who they're supposed to be. So how did I'm, I'm going to, I'm addressing this question to you, brother. How did you allow her to go through her own transformation? Because, she had she actually she had to have gone through one to to decide to um not mm -hmm. be as in locked in step with the church. So how did you how did you help her through that? How did you even how were you mature enough to let her go through it without imposing your will on that process? That's a good question. And you said uh how was I mature enough? I don't even know if I was mature <laughs> enough to be honest. Um just because, at, honestly, at heart, I'm still a big kid. You know, I still like to play games, and I still like to pick and prod and, you know, poke the bear kind of thing. So I won't say 100% that I was 100% mature through the whole situation. However, just knowing that right there, that everybody's going to mature at their own rate. Um, I grew up in a household where my mom and my dad my, wasn't my, my biological dad. You know, I hate saying it, but that's the one who raised me. I call him dad still, but he wasn't biologically mine. However, I still seen them grow at different rates. Even right now, mm -hmm. as of a week ago, when I last talked to my, my pops, even if it's been that long, they're still growing at their different rates. And it's just like how you mm -hmm. said, either you're going to allow the person to grow and still love that person for who they are, or you're going to go, you know what? That's the kind of person I want. So you're not that kind of person now. And then we have to figure that out. And then either we're going to open up our relationship and go, hey, this is what I want because we're not going to get divorced mm -hmm. or we're just going to break up and then go our separate and find which either, whatever, either, whichever either one of us wants, you know, because yeah. I would say she's been through two different phases like that. Um, there was the, the one phase mm -hmm. through Christianity 
And then okay. um, when we were in Colorado, when she was learning herself as a woman and learning herself yeah. to love herself for being Hispanic and her mom for being from Mexico and yeah. stuff like that. So, so just being through those kind of things, it was tough just to see it because it's not like I'm not going through my own stuff and it's not that I have, I don't have my own wants. Yeah. However, you yeah. have to understand that just because I want something doesn't mean that's what she wants. And if we're together, then it's a right. us thing and it's not just a me or it's not just a you. Right, right. So, so Shell, I would like you to talk about just the transformation, right? Because uh, a spiritual transformation can be a violent process, right? It can mm -hmm. be a violent process emotionally. It can be a violent process mentally spiritually it can be a violent process because you when you're growing like that this is the way that i kind of make the parallel all of god's prophets when he found them he found them alone he found them in isolation mm -hmm. if he did not find them in isolation he led them to isolation right and so that's mm -hmm. a lonely place uh where where god really <laughs> is um the light that is guiding you through your you know yeah. uh valley the light that's guiding you through your wilderness so I'm just going to assume that even though you guys were together, you saw a light that he could not see because that light was guiding you towards, you know, ultimately you decided to name yourself Michelle, right? Or I'm just going to say that God yes. said you should name yourself Michelle, right? Okay. And so yes, yeah. what, was that, what was that transformation like? Um, what did it feel like when you first started that awakening process? Because that's that's a beautiful process and chaotic and, and scary. So like, what was it like? <laughs> yes, yes, scary. <laughs> um, well, I want to start with my background. So I'm a Scorpio, um, and by Scorpio, I mean like Scorpio through and through. I have Scorpio in like twelve different houses. So I'm like deeply emotional. Um, I've always cried a lot. Um, sorry. Um, what else? Um, okay, I grew up in a Catholic household. Um, my mom, mm -hmm. I'm first generation here from Mexico on my mom's side. Um, my dad, I'm not all the way sure how long we've been here, but I also have like all of my family is like law enforcement or Air Force or military or some kind of government entity. So honestly, I always grew up feeling like I didn't belong. Um, I grew mm -hmm. up kind of like Assad, um, questioning things in the church how come you know i you're not you're telling me i can't ask questions but the bible's telling me i can ask questions stuff like that so um one time my mom my, i just have to say this because it's kind of funny now um my grandma mm. put up a picture of the virgin mary or a statue of the virgin mary and i found the bible verse that said um thou shall not worship any other graven image but me yeah, yeah. and i yeah. put it under the thing <laughs> but it's funny because when I took on my new name, my second name, which is Tonantzin, is the Virgin Mary in the new era. Okay. And I didn't know so that the, when I chose my name. So, so the process, right? How did you, how are you able to go through the, the process? And then also, this is, this is turning to a relationship podcast episode now. Thank you. Um, how were you able to communicate? <laughs> how were you able to communicate? I wish I had, I wish I had couples games now, like set up for you guys. I, I, would, right. I would totally like like be like the uh, newlywed game right. with you guys. All right. So oh, yeah. how how were you able to communicate the changes that you were going through so he could understand them and not feel isolated and left out? 
So um, when I met him, I had just started breaking away from my family's belief in Catholicism, and I had already moved over to going to a Christian church. So that in itself was already a big break in my family dynamic um, to where it was like, okay, you're on your own now because that's not what we do. Um, so when I met him and I kind of took my firm stance was that was my first firm stance uh, for myself as an adult with religion and I had never done anything like that before it was like my my actual first choice so um I did it because I thought that's what was best I even put us through a period where we didn't have sex before we got married and that oh my gosh I still get shit for that now <laughs> so <laughs> um I haven't always been perfect you know and that's the thing that I like to remind people because a lot of people will hit us up like oh you guys are relationship goals and you guys are so amazing I'm like yeah and we also fight a lot like there have been a lot of times where neither of us knew that we were going through a change like well you said last week that this is how you wanted stuff and this week now this is what you're saying it's like shit my bad freaking a I guess I'm different <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> that was just, the old sometimes me. you don't this is the new yeah one. sometimes you just don't have words to to say hey i'm going through a change now 10 years later we've learned about account being accountable for our own emotions our own actions we've tried to focus everything like a mirror so if somebody's making me feeling a certain making me feel a certain way uncomfortable how why why from my end because I can't control somebody else's end and we try to do that at yeah. home first. So, um, I mean, just staying open, but I mean, it's a learning process always. There's it, like, when you asked him how he, so, how he was during the transition from Christianity to Rasta, I, I thought he was going to say supportive because that's how I felt he was. He was not pushy. He let me learn at my own pace. He let me ask my own questions and I'm already getting emotional. <laughs> he let me ask questions at my pace and so he was he's always been very respectful like that you know like just those are your beliefs these are my beliefs we can coexist it's not a big deal so um he just let me ask my own questions and he locked his hair he started locking his hair before we left california i locked my hair almost a year into our our transition into colorado and it, a big part of even the start of that in california was the release of the bob marley documentary and it just like it like you ever get to those moments where like just somebody says something and just all these things click together like oh that's why they click that's how rasta was for um like for us but he was more like he knew it and me, I was just kind of like, oh, I want to ask questions. I want to study. I want to read. I want to. I want to know for sure. And I've always kind of been that way. And that's um, been the hardest thing about the transition from Colorado to here because I was the most horrible person when we moved here and we were living in that tent. I had never been camping. Um, we said for the first month that we were gonna go to all these campsites and tenting, all this stuff, and we spent so much money on hotels. We ran through a lot of the money that was meant for the land on hotels because I needed to have a running water and internet and a bed and there's rocks in my side. So it's just like <laughs> a lot of stuff. It, there was days where we had like a, one solar panel for like a little bit of electricity and then we had no sun. And so 
it was hard. It was really hard. And again, he was just very patient the entire time. Uh, husband of the year, uh, kudos to you <laughs> for being patient. <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to give you your roses, man. I'm going to give you your roses, brother, because yes, it's a skill. I, it, it's mm -hmm. more than a skill. You understand love, right? Love is, and I'm not saying you didn't deserve mm -hmm. love at, at all. Don't get me wrong. But you learn right. when you've been together with anybody for any prolonged period of time, right, that love is 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 not an emotion because your emotions change on a daily basis. Love is the yes. choice mm -hmm. that you make to love the person that you're with every day, mm -hmm. even if you feel like they don't deserve it, right? And so you guys <laughs> absolutely, right, for you, <laughs> because, you know, so you're true. black cowboys, you, you guys are black cowboy mystic Native Americans. <laughs> I just uh, it's true. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I tell you, you I that. appreciate you. Yeah, I but, appreciate but, you. But that 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 is that is something that I learned. You know, um, uh, going through too much of those times and trying to understand the whole concept of love, right? Because you can have so much love to pour out, and somebody can very consciously reject that love. And, and, you know, and I used to be married. I'm I'm uh, uh, I'm, I'm about to be remarried. But um, uh, congratulations! So going there, there, there. Thank you. Hey, listen, God answers prayers. God, God is so faithful. God honors honest faith. I can say a whole bunch. I, I'm I'm a really thankful guy. If you guys can tell. Um, but when you're going through that period of watching somebody go through their changes, you have to remember why you got started. What was it about this person? And then also, if your belief belief in God is strong enough, you will uh, be patient enough to allow God to fashion that person into who they are supposed to be. Understanding this also, mm -hmm. right? Understanding this also that if you allow a person to go into the form or uh, evolve, evolve into the form that God created them to be, because Joshua says, I knew you before I formed you in the womb. So I ask a very conscious question of God. Like, I'm very intentional when I talk to God, to the universe. But, you know, mm -hmm. I call God the universe. And I say, right. who did you know me to be? Who did you know me to be when I, when you formed me in the womb? And if you allow a person to find that out, right, it will also be better for you <clears throat> because if that person is walking out how God formed them to be, the whole world benefits. The entire world benefits from it, yes. from the person, I call it zero frequency, right? Your original frequency. Everybody returning to their zero frequency, their original frequency benefits the entire planet, right? It benefits the planet. Yes. And so you being patient enough Aside, uh, and I want to ask you about Rasta too. Don't let me forget. Uh, you being patient enough to allow your wife to go through the transition, I, I applaud you because it's uh, it's uncommon. It's uncommon, more so among us, um, uh, black people, uh, to allow people to go through these spiritual metamorphoses because we're so tied to Judeo-Christian religions or you know even Islam uh, that we yeah. don't allow people to. to to experience God in totality. I, uh, yeah. and I, and I, I forget about, I haven't forgotten about, you know, just want to understand about uh, Rastafarianism because I'm, I'm very curious about God. I used to be a Baptist minister. I, I was, listen, I saw that. I'm telling you, I feel like God hit me with a lightning bolt that. at five years old. Yeah, I feel like God hit me with a lightning bolt at five. And I used to love preaching. I used to love preaching. Okay, I still have the urge uh, to preach just in a different way, right? Just in a different way because. Um, I I feel like I followed 
uh, or I tried to do as much as what the Bible says I was supposed to. And it wasn't working. And uh, so I just said, I can't stand in a pulpit without believing <laughs> what I'm preaching. So I, I just said, I, I shut myself down. I shut myself down because I didn't want to do any disservice to God's word. Uh, because I believed it literally. Okay, I believed it very literally, except for, you know, science. Like, science is science. God is also science. So I didn't, I don't believe that God cranked the world up 4,000 years ago when dinosaurs never happened. Like, I'm not that into it, but <laughs> I believe God. Like, I believe, right? I, I, I'm a common sense. I'm a common sense believer. Right. But I walked up and I said, I cannot preach this and I can't do this uh, because I don't believe the word and I didn't want to suffer the consequences of lying to people standing in the pulpit. So I was like, you got to show yourself to me in a way that makes sense as to who I know you to be, who I believe you to be, before I ever open my mouth again on your behalf. And so for several years, I wouldn't pray. I wouldn't talk to God. If people try to talk to me about God, people try to make me go to church, I get angry. Like, like, like me and God, if God spun the whole universe up, how can you think that God can't handle your temper tantrum? That's the stupidest shit I ever heard in my life, right? If God spun up the, if God spun up the universe, how can God not handle you wagging your fist at heaven? Like, you really going to do something to infinity? Get the fuck out of here, right? So, it's just me. I just said, God, if you call me to deliver this word, to deliver him, uh, to, to teach what I know about him and the way that he has revealed himself to me, he's going to have to accept me as I am. And not, not in an arrogant way, but I also understand, like, me trying to morph into something that I'm not does not put me into the form that God created me to be. So that means that now I'm, I'm in direct opposition to the very natural order of the universe, to the very natural order of the cosmos, yep. to the very natural order of nature. So I have very consciously in these past two years tried to align my life as much as possible with the cosmos because when you flow with it, it's so much easier. And, and um, my experience now is I used to imagine God as, you know, all the ways until you growing up in the church. And I would imagine him as a person, like, a, a, you know, I'm trying to personify him in a way. And that really cheats God. That, that cheats him. Um, I, feel like, I feel like if you just really break God down to his most simplest form, like if you just really understand, again, I'm a science nerd, everything is energy, right? Everything is energy. Mm -hmm. Everything is energy. Quantum physics, these guys have really blown that open, but, you know, black people don't read, so <laughs> we don't know that. But if you really break God down to what he is, energy, everywhere, electrons everywhere wherever you sit god is all around you god is in everything uh -huh. that you are it, it, it goes beyond uh -huh. the nature because nature is easy because nature is animate right nature is animate nature also has a soul i believe it's so nature responds to you yep. as, as as nature will right but god's also yep. in the concrete god is also in in, in you know in the, in the matter that's making up your books in in, in your um uh -huh. in your uh, vehicle right I, I trust, I, my, my belief in God is so much that his omnipresence is so much is that I, I ask God to give me straight grace that I can catch in the air with my hair. Like, I'm not playing. Like, I'm trying to get all I can. And because I believe God is just everywhere. And when you, when you experience God like that, it's a whole different experience. It's a completely yeah, different experience because now it feels like you have, like, an energy jacket on. Right, it's always like sending out a ping and getting the ping back. And if your thoughts are noble, you'll realize that the universe will also return to you very noble things. Right? If you if you put yes. out negative energy, negative energy is gonna come back. If you put out noble energy, yeah. noble energy returns to you. And so you see yourself as like 
not to sound self-centered or narcissistic, but if you see yourself as the center of the universe where you personally are, and everything that you put out, everything that you're attracting to yourself, this is all law of attraction, everything you're attracting to yourself is based off of what you think and what you speak. Come on. That should, that should it, it entice any rational mind to only think noble and only to speak noble, even when it's fucked up, right? If you can find the good in any situation, you will be able to find God in that situation. And the way that I was able to do that was I, I see, I, I break everything down to science because I believe God is in everything. So if you really want to understand God and, and you're having a hard time with it, look at star creation, right? Look at a nebula. Look at a nebula. Like nebulas are just, you guys know this because you fucking look at the Milky Way. The nebulas are these hot centers within the universe where there's nothing but star creation going on. But when you look at that from a distance, it's beautiful, right? Mm -hmm. But if you get into the science of what's going on there, atoms are mm -hmm. making a very conscious choice to form a star, which is a very violent process, right? Mm -hmm. And when you're going through that and you're making a conscious choice to become your own you know, star, center of gravity, et cetera, it's a violent process because now you're making a choice of, do I... Do I move this way? Do I move this way? Understanding that every decision you make determines the life that you're going to live, right? It, it, mm -hmm. And so I try to experience God in that very tangible way, where it's creation and destruction. If you look at the creation, the star creation, it gets hot, it's violent. But if you look at what's mm -hmm. being created, you don't look at what's being destroyed, right? If you mm -hmm. focus on what's being created in front of you, it's much more beautiful. What is when you, when you keep looking at what's going on behind you, you turn into a pillar of salt. Like Lot's wife, right? That's, mm. that's why God said, don't look back. People don't mm -hmm. look at that like that, right? But that's why God said, that's don't true. look back, because when, you look, when you're looking back at the past, you're trying to bring the past into your future, that takes too much energy. God is efficient, mm. right? God is efficient. The universe is efficient. Energy and electricity move in the most efficient manner. Yeah. And you mm -hmm. can't move efficiently if you're trying to go two directions at the same time, right? So the that's more true. that you yeah. move forward, the more that God will present to you the creation that you are very intentionally and consciously doing. But if you look back and you try to drag that in there, that's why Lot's wife froze. She was trying to bring that old life into what they were escaping. And that's why she could not go. Mm -hmm. Does it make sense? All right. All right. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I like to do that. Can you guys imagine me if I was smoking? I, 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 I'm, oh, I'm I'm deep. I'm, I'm, well, I, Every time we moved, we let go of less and less that we didn't need. So mm -hmm. by the time we got mm -hmm. to New Mexico, we were at the bare minimum that we really wanted to be at, but we still had a little bit of excess just in case we wanted to start like yeah. we're doing now, opening up the campground or now we have an actual office, an actual mm -hmm. little home. And so it, you you can't hold on to that old stuff and that was the hardest part about coming out here to new mexico was like right you're you were like stripped we were stripped raw you know you have to yeah. find your own water move your own water we didn't have a well we had to transport our own water we had to protect our own animals like a couple of weeks in um my one of my chihuahuas got hit by a rattlesnake and we didn't have money to take her to you know, the vet or, you know, take her an hour to the vet at that, you know, with the gas costs. And I learned how to, we learned how to heal them naturally. Oh, so wow. it's, it's definitely been a, like an emerging and a dying process, like you're saying at the same time, because I never thought that I would be able to do that naturally in earth, like with the, with nature around us. 
You guys are black cowboy, Native American, mystic, billionaire healers. <laughs> I'm just gonna Definitely keep adding. Healers. I'm just gonna keep adding to to the titles. Uh, so, um, Rastafarianism. What is that? Because I'm curious. I, I really don't know. My my very limited understanding of that is just hearing the word and knowing that. I think Bob Marley. Bob Marley might have been one, uh, but I don't know much about it past that. And then follow up question. This is for both of you. How has your release of traditional uh, theology and dogma helped you to experience God in a different way, especially when you have 73 acres to experience God on unfiltered? <laughs> okay. Well, start off with Rasta. I mean, you can take off the isms and all that. Um, Okay. So although everything, all beliefs, all beliefs comes with the isms and all that stuff, that's not what we, we come after, you know, because okay. it's pretty much a Judaic Christian beliefs that shit's uh, okay. just centered. Um, I mean, the roots it, of it. yeah, pretty much at the roots. I'm trying to keep it as simple as possible to not, not make it as complicated as it can be, because um, that's where a lot of people make mistakes and throwing people away from Rasta is making it super complicated. Um, so pretty much, you know, it's if you believe in in God, then you are Rasta. You just don't know it yet. You just haven't taken that claim that you are Rasta. And then also okay. Rasta is just, uh, it's a it's also a vow that you take, uh, a vow of separation. So that's that's another thing that separates ourselves, in, at least in a mindset, um, that we're different from other individuals because we've taken a specific vow to be different in certain ways. So, and that's that, that kind of sense there. So, and it even leads back to the Bible. Um, there's there's parts of the Bible that even lead you to read different books, um, like the um, the Book of Solomon, the Kings of Kings. That's the Cabra Nagas. Mm -hmm. So they change different names up for you. So reading the Cabra Nagas, I read it hand in hand with the Bible, and they lined up, you know. And I read, um, not even read, I had debates with um, people from Islamic beliefs, you know, I had Sunni, I had Shiites, I had other individuals from those different sects try to debate mm -hmm. me on Rasta. So, and the, the main thing was just even learning their text through the debate that they, they process, we learned that it's all the same. So yeah. uh, just the belief sure. pretty much in the higher power in that there is, I guess, people who know that you have to be of nature and you have to you know, take care of yourself and not take more than you need. You don't need access. You just need the bare minimums and stuff like that. So pretty much people's with those beliefs are Rasta just without taking that vow yet, you know, and that's pretty much the set. That's, that's what separates everything. And I, um, I remember that the book um, in the Bible that talks about Rasta is numbers. I think it's numbers 12 or number 17. Seven. Oh, seven. Um, and it talks pretty much it talks about the vow of separation and the the locks are an indication of that vow. So when we locked our hair, we did it intentionally. We didn't we once we figured out that part this part of it, we stopped styling Assad's locks because we started that way. I had never done locks, we didn't know anything about it. Mm -hmm. Um and I had started styling mine as well. We let them go free form. Um and that was because we had seen a lot of people putting locks in their hair that weren't Rasta. And we're like, well, that was supposed to be the vow of separation. That was supposed to be us mm -hmm. recognizing each other in public. Hey, you took the vow, so did I, because the locks. But then it started to become a fashion thing. And so we were like, well, 
we're thinking and this is just us with not a lot of like elder guidance because we didn't have any elders to ask these questions to uh, we just were like well let's do freeform because you know bob had freeform lots and we just we did freeform you know but um we've also evolved in our beliefs behind rasa like when we started um we we went straight vegan we were vegan the entire time we were in colorado um, and then we started getting into um, the DNA and like our actual background. And we found out like, although Assad is dark skinned, he's just as much as indigenous as I am. And although I'm light skinned, um, I also have roots in Africa. And I had always said that people thought it was a big joke that I was just, oh, you love black guys or you know what I mean? Like the jokes that come with dating outside of your quote unquote race. <laughs> Um, and so, yeah, it just became kind of like a joke until like we learned that. And then we started thinking, okay, well, if we're, we're from all these different areas, then how can we say that all we can eat is just these fruits and vegetables that are available in the United States? That's not, that it just did something just didn't click. I had a lot of people, um, in Mexico that were farmers. So they, um, they, like my grandpa, my immediate grandfather used to make um, cotija cheese in Mexico. So that's from cows. Um, I also had family members that raised chickens that family members or areas that um, I come from that ate a lot of fish. So then we started noticing Assad's teeth were deteriorating. Um, and when he started eating um, meat again, he started growing his enamel back, his teeth started getting stronger. And so for us, that was just something visible and obvious that we could see even without going to a nutritionist. But we also learned that that was an important part. Like you mm -hmm. can't just go vegan. You have to at least talk to somebody who's knowledgeable about all of the nutrients and minerals because we also got to the point where we were supplementing our minerals with teas. We weren't just eating vegan or eating clean meat. We were also, you know, ingesting teas, taking on herbs and doing other things because mm -hmm. just through food wasn't enough. Yeah. So we kind of evolved that way too. Um, so now, now you guys want me, I, I'm going to do research now. Um, so how has that changed? You guys are out in nature all the time. I, and I'll just tell you, like, oh. I get my feel of nature just by walking around my subdivision and sitting out with, you know, the very tall old trees that we have at the front of our neighborhood. I, I get I get my feel by talking to this sexy girl right here, Sophia, because she's fine to me. I just gave, I just, I just, <laughs> I, I just spent her this weekend. She's showing hey, up. don't feel she, weird she about saying it. Yeah, she missed someone off. I, 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 I can see the little weirdness and hesitation. Yeah, I mean, I'll like, say, bro, like, we had a camper on a campground um, yeah. not too long ago, and their their uh, RV was a little bit too big to pull through the um, the driveway that we had already had, and we literally uh, had to cut down three trees. And on the third tree, I literally start shedding a couple tears before I cut the tree down, bro. Yeah, it, it gets that deep. It gets that deep when you had a connection. It, does. it gets that deep. It does. Uh, like yeah, it, it does get that deep. Like I, I, I know that she likes to look good. I know that she likes the birds to to like, you know, eat around her and such. So I you know, I get that girl her special attention. She she paid me back in special ways. Uh <laughs> how do you guys um what's been your experience, right? So now like I said, so my, my experience now that I just really do accept that God is in all things. 
and I, I don't accept many things as a coincidence anymore. I, I accept, especially if I'm in meditation, which is most of the day. If I feel like mm -hmm. something happens to me when I'm in prayer, which basically I always am, I take that as confirmation because nature always responds before man. Nature always does. And yes. so, uh, yeah, yes, she will. So, uh, uh, Panther, Panther King Graphics, she was an old client of mine when I practiced law, and, and she's going to come on the podcast, too. She has a pretty cool, like, uh, bonnet company. Like, she does a bunch of stuff, uh, social media, whatever. Oh, nice. Like, she's super cool. She's, she's super ratchet. I'm going to get her out there. We're going to start out this together. It's going to be a big statement on Couch's party in nature. Uh, but nevertheless, like... Probably stalk so, her after this, too. Yeah, man. <laughs> How do you guys like? What is it like experiencing? Um, what is it like experiencing God in the new way that you understand Him? Because I I can only imagine that sometimes you just have to be amazed at what happens when you're outside doing your work, right? And and then all of a sudden nature just does something that blows your mind, and then you know there's something good is on the way. Like how, what is it? What is that like for you? Because I would I would lose my mind. I I would lose my mind. Um, little about my words but i would just enjoy that too much i would never leave well and yes that's what we thought when we got here <laughs> we we're like oh my gosh it's always beautiful <laughs> and it's always hot and it's always dry and it's always dusty and it's always something to do and so it it gets to the point where you have to remember that god comes in darkness and lightness he created both yes. he created the bad times and the good times yeah the tears and the smiles um yeah. so it's learning to embrace um all of that and being able to sit in the darkness and be like i cannot see this light right now but it's freaking there somewhere <laughs> and you keep going yeah. yeah and that's that that was kind of my my response that i had was that i mean yeah it's a it's a it's good when you can experience the highs um but a lot of times when you're sitting in that that darkness and i mean unfortunately that i mean we had a little bit extra that we didn't anticipate and that nobody really could anticipate you know yeah. and, you know some some stuff that came up in like false charges and x like x y and z but you know you have to sit there and go okay well i still have to have my faith that no matter all this negative stuff that okay like for instance like i know i'm innocent i know i didn't do anything and yeah. i know yeah. you know it has to come to life no matter what and just seeing yeah. that all these building blocks keep coming up and it's like damn is it not going to happen and you have a witness that's supposed to show up and they don't show up or they don't say what they're supposed to say or yeah. you have uh, somebody that's a, that can break the case in half and go ah, I don't really want to touch it you get what I'm saying so you still have to go yeah. in those times like damn you know what that's just you letting me know that okay that person's not going to be around when I come up so when we come yeah. up just don't even deal with that person when we up on our good times that's fine you know you, you just have to know that that light is coming yeah. It's really a test yeah. of faith. The biggest test of faith yeah, I've I mean, probably ever experienced. But we always got back to, um, and this is what I kind of missed out on. When we left Colorado, we specifically asked our ancestors, our guides, our guardian angels, mm -hmm. the creator, to guide us to where we needed to go. And when we got here, the real estate agent told us, oh, we've been in a drought. You guys won't get any rain, but you can come back and look at the property. This one did a quick 30 second rain dance and within minutes it was pouring on us yeah. we we're like we're supposed to be here so a lot of those dark times we had to remind each other at different points hey we asked for this yeah yeah i mean and, and even like when the false charges and stuff came up you know with her or well, even myself too like 
she had did a ceremony where she um, asked the mountain to get rid of the people who did not deserve to be here, who was taking her for granted, and that she sacrifices herself. Yeah. So, and in yeah. that time, I mean, all the people except for like one group of one group, I would say, one family um, that was a part of all that stuff that we knew that didn't, didn't want to be here and didn't appreciate either started to appreciate because the other two are gone. Like the, yeah. the ones that actually brought charges up, one killed himself and then one just left the state before he died because his heart kept failing. So, I mean, yeah. you have to understand you too, you know, like, yeah, you know, it's it's working without you even knowing that it's working. That's it. That's it. I, 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 um, so I'm going to make sure that I've seen you guys, you know, a few things. So uh, I, have, I have two books on Amazon Audible. Uh, the Mind of the Prophet, The Diary of the Curious Mind, Volume 1 and Volume 2. I think both of you guys will get into those. Yeah, yeah. Collectively, collectively, Thank and I, I prefer Audible because, uh, you know, I don't want you to cut down the trees. But if you but if you insist <laughs> on the paperback, I'm going to slide Mother Nature something because we got a thing going on. But the Audible's... like my I was going to say, we're building a community library, so we yeah. can contribute your book to the library. Yeah, because in our we have a 40-foot shipping container, and we have um, I want to say about four uh, bookcases that are filled with books okay. and we still have books that can't go into cases yet. So, I mean, that's one thing that we're, we're big on because Audible is good and everything online is perfect, especially with the times that we're in. But just imagine in the time that we don't have internet and although it's all in the Not movies and they say that we're, you know, we're worst case scenario type people, but what if it does happen? We don't have yeah. books anymore. We don't have music anymore. You know, we don't have X, Y, and Z that we always enjoyed. So, still keeping these old tangible things is important to us. Like, I mean, even when I, I went home in uh, December, I went to Los Angeles, dude, the apartment complex that I grew up in is no longer there. It's now, a, mm -hmm. I mean, it was a two-story apartment complex that had maybe a couple hundred units. Now it's the entire space is taken up by a high rise of six stories. Yeah. I mean, there's nowhere for kids to play anymore. And then right across the street where we used to go to the library, the library has been closed and it's turned into uh, some even, some building I couldn't even see. You get what I'm saying? So like even the public libraries are even closing down. Like we used to go to USC library and be able to go there and that library is starting to close down to the public because the public starting to steal the books because you can't get them for school anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Now that makes sense. You know, I didn't even think about that, but that, that, that makes uh, perfect sense. I'm also going to see you guys the uh, Ibrahim affirmation. And so, uh, again, I'm a nerd, right? And I have, I try to reduce the universe to ones and zeros. I try to make it binary, like I'm, I'm, I'm Neo, right? Like I'm a black Neo. And, and I, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not lying to you. I really try to look at it this mm -hmm. way, right? But, but in the Ibrahim Affirmation, I very consciously ask the universe to send me certain heaven-sent help. Heaven-sent, right? Because you can ask for help and get the wrong help. So I ask for heaven-sent help. And then I also, in the Affirmation, ask... Mm -hmm for the universe to repel all, all, including all matter, right? That does not see me or would not treat me as a prosperous neighbor, okay? And in doing so, um, every day I wake up, I'm, I meditate, I start my day with meditation, I med meditate all throughout the day, but I do ask God, I do say the affirmation very often, and then I just, I just let the events of the day happen, and when something does not happen that I think I might wanna happen, I just accept that as the universe is repelling away very clearly what I asked for, right? And, and but always, always God provides a ram in the bush. Always the universe provides a ram in the bush, man. Like it's it's undeniable. It's undeniable, but 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 here's what the universe yeah. will do, right? 
if you tell God that you want uh, D, I'm just going because I'm a lawyer, so we label stuff by you know letters and numbers and names and shit. D yeah. is what you want. <laughs> what the universe will do is say, okay, if you really want D, I'm going to parade A, B, and C in front of you just to make sure. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yep. Just yeah. to make sure. And yeah. if you, yeah, and, and if you, and if you nibble on A, B, or C, then you, you know, you're gonna say you, you didn't mean it. You, you were lying to me, right? Yeah. And so you have 100%. to just really make your mind up is that D will all, will all, will be all you will accept, and and uh, then you'll find yourself just like Abraham, getting ready to slay Isaac, and like, and here's the thing that people don't appreciate about the story of Abraham and Isaac. Abraham was gonna kill him. Like, like mm -hmm. pe pe people don't really understand that Abraham, uh, he thought that they would come back from the mountain, but he mm -hmm. thought that they were going to come back because he trusted God enough to think that God was going to raise Isaac from the dead. Not that he wasn't going to mm -hmm. have to kill him. That's what people don't get because Abraham <laughs> yeah. was a hundred something years yeah. old, right? He knew that God, he, first of all, he had to sit Ishmael away. He knew that God was too loving and too honest to take also Isaac away from him. So when God said, go up there, slay your son, Abraham had every intention of killing him. He, he, Isaac was yep. a dead man. Let's just accept that as fact, right? Yep. A Abraham's faith was complete enough to where Abraham said, well, if I kill him, God just going to raise him up. So let's go. I'm, go I'm about to kill you, son. And, and But God stopped him, right? And God will do the same thing for you. He'll put you in a position where you got to slay the thing that you love most. Just mm -hmm. to prove that it is him that you love. Right, that that is really what you want. Uh, that 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 D is really what you want. And once you prove it, man, like he'll stop testing you like this, and then you'll start getting more things that you really want out of life. Uh, but but listen, yep. that's for the real G's, baby. Like that's for the real G's because when you when you have to put something on the altar with every intention of killing it and just believing that God is going to resurrect mm -hmm. it, how many people willing to do that? Y'all are because y'all black millionaire cowboys mystics uh, out there <laughs> in the desert. No, nah, right. but, but you're 100 percent on board. You know, I know like you, you, like I know we all laugh about it, but you're right. Like, cause even like to even make like a more tangible example of what you're saying is like there was there was multiple opportunities and multiple options that were thrown in front of us to leave here yeah. you know um we have yeah. people go okay you know what we'll buy this property in california for you if you just leave you know y'all can do all the same stuff you're doing just out in california somewhere close to the city oh you know what, what about vegas mm -hmm. ah, arizona you know what about these places you know we'll buy the property for you just leave and we're like well damn what about the investment on this and what about this on that oh don't even worry about that you know just worry about just getting rid of the property they're gonna take it yeah. anyway i mean you gotta sell the other 10 acres and xyz and sure enough we we stayed here and there's so much things just within the last month that have opened up that we couldn't even imagine yeah. you get what i'm saying so yeah just us staying was like option d and he's like are you sure because you know we'll throw these bones out in front of yeah. you and we stayed and look at everything starting to get showered down so I mean, it's again, it's that perseverance yeah. and that patience. And recognizing it too matters. that that um, God is if if we're made in God's image, then we have the power to do everything that He can do. So if He can yes. build, we can build. Yep. Yeah. So 
That's kind of what's been getting me through. It's like, all right, you tore me down. Let me build it up. <laughs> yeah. So y'all, y'all blessing me because let me tell you, people don't people don't appreciate that enough in Genesis. God tells you right off the bat. God tells you right off the bat. Oh, oh, let me let me frame it a different way because I love I love the subconscious, right? I, I love talking about it because the subconscious is really your your path to God. That's your path to to to, uh-huh. to really unlocking your divinity. God hits you. Uh-huh. I'm not gonna say God. The Bible hits you with a subconscious mindfuck right at the beginning. And that is, is he says that God has made in man's own image. I mean, uh, man is made in God's image, right? Man is made in God's image. Now, yep. every man, because no man thinks that they're perfect, you do. First thing they're going to be thinking is, how <laughs> can God have made Never. in his own image when you're looking at yourself in the mirror and understanding how flawed you are? But just like you said, darkness and the light. If you can allow God or the universe to... Also use the things that you are ashamed of, the things that you would hide from God, right? How Adam and Eve hid, mm-hmm. according to the, the Bible sort of creation, right? Mm-hmm. If you would allow those things mm-hmm. to come to light, you can uh, learn how to express those things, not in a self-destructive way, because what's in the dark going to come to the light, baby? It's, it's going to happen. Now, mm-hmm. how it comes to the light is Girl. your choice. You get what I'm saying? How, how, how you allow it to, to escape to the light, is an individual choice, but it's gonna come to the light because if it's in you, it has to have expression. And if you give yeah. it, if you give it loving expression, God can take all those things that you're ashamed of, all those things that you don't like about yourself, and use them in the most divine, loving way. And now people can see you as a complete whole person, right? And you can have a complete yep. whole experience. And now you can also see why people say that God is a jealous God. If you can understand the bad parts about yourself, then you can also understand the bad things that they have projected upon God. Because God is good, right? So it, it really, mm-hmm. if something oh, is good God. or bad, depends on your eyesight and your mindset. But God is good. So if you look at all the things that happen in your life is good, then you just got to find out where is God in that situation. Because if you see where God is in a situation, you're going to see the creation and the good in the situation. Period. Mm-hmm. So when you allow the bad self-expression, it can't be self-destructive. Right, it cannot be self-destruct. It's impossible. It's impossible. Right, man. We we go. We we're not gonna have church. I, I do want to drop you with this because <laughs> I'm just. I'm not gonna assume. I'm not gonna assume that you guys have read uh, the Quran. Okay, I'm not gonna assume that. What I will tell you is, if you've not, my, my brother already has. He's shaking his head. Like, oh, <laughs> my bad. My my phone was telling me my battery's getting low. We, we might have to have I think we just plugged our I know. Listen, I might have to get mine because I'm enjoying this conversation. So I'm gonna get my charger. Um uh the Quran is poetry to me. It's poetry. And for too long I allowed um too many other people to tell me what was in that book. But if you open up it, read mm-hmm. it for yourself, I'm not even gonna say read it, because when you read it, your eyes mm-hmm. are gonna cast upon it a spell of whether or not you can accept what the Quran is saying, right? Faith come by hearing. There's a reason why written language came so much further after the spoken word. Faith come by hearing. If you mm-hmm. hear that book, if you hear it, you hear God talking about himself in first person. First person. The Bible ain't got that. The Bible is... That's real. Of, the Bible is a collection of people's second and third person 
recordings of somebody else's first person experience with God. Who can tell the prophet's story better than the prophet? Nobody. It's That's impossible. It. And I'll ask you this one. Have you heard of uh, the Apocrypha? I have, but I've not read it. That'll please, be one that you please, should read. Please. We have a Apocrypha. we couldn't find a hard copy of it, so we had to get it printed. So okay. we have a printed copy it locked up in our storage container. Okay, what is this? For the same Tell reason that you're talking about. So the Apocrypha is the lost Bibles that they say, sorry, that they say are the lost books of the Bible. So it's pretty much everything that the Catholic Church was like, nope, we don't want them to know this. We don't want them to know that. Got so it. all these okay. books, like there's a book of Enoch, there's a book of Judith, there's a book of yep. Lilith. Okay. Uh, okay. I mean, there's like maybe yeah. 12 to 20 books. You get and what I'm saying? And also the books that the Catholic Yeah, okay. Yeah, I, 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 you I get what I'm saying? Yeah, okay. So I, 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 um, pretty much if you read the Bible hand-in-hand -hand with the Apocrypha and with the Kabernagas, it will line up with the Quran. Okay. Does that make sense? That makes sense. That makes perfect sense, baby. That makes perfect sense, baby. I'm, I'm, now I'm going to read it because I'm curious. It makes perfect sense. Uh, perfect sense. I'm going to tell you where else I... I I've, I've, I found I found that if you if you really like dig into um, old 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 philosophy, um, mm -hmm. I do one better. Ancient cultures, I do one better in this way. Ancient cultures use symbols to talk to God, and I'm gonna tell yep. you why that was a better way of talking to God than the written word. Right? I talk to God every day. God hates words. He hates them I mean, because we misuse them. Power of life and death is in mm -hmm. our tongue. And too many people very casually let death escape their lips. And what people yes. don't realize is God says very clearly in Joshua, he don't choose a side, right? He says it in Joshua, God does not choose a side. Mm -hmm. If you let life escape your lips, life is going to come back to you. If you let death escape your lips, death is going to come back to you, right? So people very casually misuse their words. More specifically, Americans. Older languages mm. are very intentional in how they use their words, even if you get down to the indigenous folks. Now when you get down to symbols, a symbol, think of it like a logo. A logo says many things at one time, very much like symbols. Symbols say a lot of things at one time. And the symbol was written with such intention, if you understand the intention in which the symbol was written, you capture that, you feel that. And you see it very much uh -huh. so with the Egyptians. It's easy hieroglyphics, right? I'm gonna tell you one. I'm gonna tell you one that that so mind blowing to me. Egyptians understood death. Let me say that. Egyptians, the Egyptians understood death. The pyramids are very. Uh, the pyramids are a beautiful monument to Egyptians understanding that there's no such thing as death, right? There is no such thing as death. Everybody is going to sure. walk in their messianic journey, some form or fashion, and that that is the only way that your soul is going to rest, right? I believe God too just to allow somebody who has not reached their full potential to die, okay, before they can really reach what that is. You just don't see them on yeah. the journey. Yeah, that's just how I understand it, right? Egyptians know this. That shit's all over the uh, the, the pyramids. That, that that's why yeah. they put everybody into the pyramids, right? And you can go back to to to, to the Far East, to the Orient, right? Those ancient cultures. Uh, man, I cannot remember the army of terracotta, like the whole army. 
the whole arm, each one of those folks in the Army of Terracotta, that's individual. That is the individual person that they created. And all those folks, the spirit energy of those folks is there within that temple. That man carried on his life in a whole new dimension we can't see. But the Mayans, so cold. The Mayans had a very disciplined understanding of time. They had a very disciplined understanding of the cosmos. They had a very disciplined understanding of the cycle of life. And if you allow yourself, and so the Roman, the Greco-Roman calendar was built because Rome conquered the fucking world and Rome got too big. And they said, okay, we need Sunday through Saturday so we can have several days that are the same throughout the empire. So you could just say Sunday was church. Uh, Monday was trash day, Tuesday was tax day, and so on and so forth. Right? <laughs> right? Yeah. So, okay. And so people put <laughs> themselves on this Sunday through Saturday loop, and that's how you live your life. That's why people look forward to the weekend. Okay. Um, yeah. But when you look at the Maya calendar, the Maya calendar don't repeat for 20,000 years or some shit like that. So you get a bunch of mm -hmm. different combinations of the days. And there are 13 day periods within each, you know, when they call them Dracenas. And then within those different days, they have certain things that happen. And each Dracena has its own meaning. But if you try to live your life out according to that calendar, uh, you will see how amazingly accurate that calendar is to the times. When COVID hit last I year, yeah. when I first got turned on to, to the, uh, it's called the Zolkin, uh, T Z O L K I N, Zolkin. Um, right when COVID hit in that Tracina, it started talking about this is a time where respiratory issues become a global problem. And then, like, it talked to the periods of, of like social upheaval, it talked about all of that stuff. And I was just mind blown at the accuracy of a calendar that was developed like the minds just disappeared, right? But they developed something that's so lasting that it's still very timely and accurate to this day. All right, that, that's your meditation. Uh, uh, do you know why? Please tell me. They, because they figured out how to reincarnate themselves. So they pretty much put the information down so that we, they could reincarnate as us today in their lineages, mm -hmm. which is where my lineage comes from. Mm -hmm. And we can know what is going on and be what needs to be for that time. See, I, mm -hmm. I, I, I won't disagree because I don't know enough. This is how I understand that. This this is how God is revealing it and opening it up to me, right? Um, uh, Jesus talks very plainly. When he came out of the wilderness, everlasting life, everlasting life, everlasting life, right? I think Jesus had understood and probably had died before. I think Jesus had understood and probably died before he ever reached the cross. There's no way that you could talk about eternal life if you didn't already really fully understand the concept. You had to know the concept, mm -hmm. not just be told the concept, because he couldn't have preached it with that level of faith. He, he couldn't have talked about it with that level of faith without having at least some first-person experience, uh, first-person knowledge, uh, or having seen something that most people are not able to see. And what I think happens is because your soul is eternal. Uh, your soul is eternal. And your soul does not rest until God has found a way. I'm not going to say God found a way, because God is a way. Until you yield into the form that the universe has created you to be, you're just going to keep running through this thing. And every time you die, you're going to wake up at a different point of infinity. And, and, and God is going to say, all right, you're reanimated now. Let's, let's see if you got your shit together this time, right? But I would rather God be that just 
then to see me, uh, shit, I don't know, if, you know, based on how some religion is preached, you don't know if you're going to heaven or hell, right? I would rather God just give me a chance to get it right. And if the Bible says all things are possible and I thought of it, then that means it's possible because everything in creation already exists. So that means that if everything in creation already exists in the most divine version of Samuel Ibrahim exists somewhere, I'm going to meet that man if I'm not already that man already, right? Same for you, same mm -hmm. for everybody. I think it is, and I think if you really look at God in that way, then you can really see how much of a friend he is, that he will not allow your life to be cut short before you can really taste how good he is. Does it make sense? And, and here's another thing, too. Yep. You don't remember death. Like, and some poets talk about this. I think it was Robert Frost uh, may have said that there is no death, right? You, you hear about that in, in people that I think, they, I feel like they've had to have some type of contact experience to know that to be true. Uh, but if you really believe God just, uh, then you would just realize that why would he cut your life short before you can really see how powerful you can be as an individual, right? God has made a man, man, man has made in God's image. If you have not tasted what it's like to be a human manifestation of God on earth, he's going to give you another shot, period. That's just, that's just what I believe about it. And can't nobody tell me otherwise because how y'all know? There it is. Bam. All right. I have random questions for you. Let me get my charger first so uh, so we don't cut this short. I have, random, I, I have random questions that I want to ask you, David. I really enjoyed this. Can y'all imagine when we get together? Can y'all imagine I like, know. when we meet face to face? We're going to be it's, talking it's be all night. Yeah, for Man. real. And, uh, you know, I, I won't stand on Well, she said we're going to be talking all night, but as soon as the sun go down, you're going to be stuck looking at that sky. That, that's True. me. Listen, y'all would probably be like, man, he was just talking like 10 minutes ago. He's ignoring us now because me and the Milky Way got a conversation <laughs> that we didn't have. Right? It Hold happens. On, let, let me, uh, let me, I didn't have my tools ready. Let me get my charger, and then I'm going to come right back. All right? I'll be right back. Be okay, ready. cool. I'm still here. We had to go All turn right, our well I'm off. Here. We're the only ones that irrigate up here. I will just say that. So we're um, irrigating, <laughs> growing some grass, and keeping the dogs cool outside. Okay. Uh, that, I'm an attorney, so that just made me think about all kinds of water rights and everything else that you guys have had to probably yeah. do. Like you, you guys have to have probably like a dope attorney, right? And, and uh, is no, any of your land protected? We have what? been okay. So remember, we—I don't know if I said it, but um, they tried to take the land from us. Some real estate mm -hmm. agents tried to take the land from us. We've been representing ourselves in court against the most prestigious law firm in New Mexico, and we want our land back. So we are doing all the research for everything we need. <laughs> how I don't know how how well we're covered, but that's as good as we're doing right now. <laughs> Uh, let, let's, let's talk after this. I, I'm going to tell you where you guys might find a, a very good and, uh, cost-effective, um, 
source of, of legal assistance is uh, like a law school clinic. Um, oh, okay. On, yeah, uh, like law schools have clinics that will help people that are in these situations. And so, uh, you know, the Mexico being so vast and I can just see that being something that's very important within the state. I feel like that, that might be something where you could actually get some, because in Texas, like it's mineral rights, oil rights and gas, all that type of shit. You guys, I can easily yeah. see where water rights are a big deal. So, uh, so we'll I'll, I'll chop it up with you guys and uh, and give you that info. All right. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, you guys ready for? I know that we do have water rights in our county. Um, we. Who's mm -hmm. about the water rights? That, um, uh, oh, we just because we have to get it in our name. So we pretty much we drilled the well. We have rights to the water. We have to keep it limited under a certain number of gallons per year but they don't put a meter on us so it's okay. kind of not really regulated okay yeah let, let, let's talk just just to make sure that you guys are are, are covered all right random questions i i imagine myself like a, a black uh more handsome version of jimmy kimmel uh <laughs> jimmy fallon excuse me jimmy fallon oh. i can't seem like jimmy fallon Either one. Yeah, if you if you give me auto tune, if you give me some auto tune, I I I go platinum. I promise. Uh, I'm not encouraging uh, you. Which one of you guys? <laughs> which, which one of you guys tells the best ghost stories? Wait, what? Ghost stories. Oh, Who ghost stories. The best ghost stories. Yeah. Oh shit. No, me because he'll start laughing before he gets to the punch, just waiting for everybody to be scared. He can't hold himself. Well, see, and then my ghost stories are actual real stories. So, like, I've had actual spirit, <laughs> spiritual experiences. So, I tell people things that have actually happened and then gauge their reaction off of that. Okay. Uh, we go. We, we, we'll do that. I do live in person uh, under a full moon. <laughs> uh, tell ghost stories. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, that's you. a whole episode. I, I can see that. And I feel like we're going to get uh, visits from spirit animals and shit is going to be great. Um, what's your favorite campfire food? What's your favorite campfire food? Hot dogs, because they're really quick and easy. <laughs> Shut up. I like steaks, honestly. Oh, God. It takes an hour to okay. cook a dang steak outside. And this one is going to wait till he's hungry. And then we're going to start cooking. So that's what you have to think about when you're out here, too. You gotta start cooking before you, you get hungry. Food for the season. Yeah, you gotta have your food seasoned already because it sounds like he's seasoning it once he decides he's hungry. I, got yes. it. I understand that. Yeah. It's coming with a cool, full of uh, seasoned food already. Um, <laughs> hey, she hey, right. got you. If that's the generator in me, I'll just keep going. Uh, I get who do you think? Who do you think will be the most fun around the campfire? Uh, will Ferrell or The Rock? Uh, The Rock. Feral. Seriously? Yeah, I think so. Uh, see, we disagree. Uh, good. She say Will Ferrell. Right, so, uh, why, why The Rock? I'm curious. Uh, I agree with you. I, I say Will Ferrell. Rock seemed like he'd be too damn serious around the campfire, man. Like, I'm not trying to be Nah, see, I, I know me. I would be asking him all kinds of questions about his tattoos, his lineage, and all this stuff. I think Will Ferrell would just be like a fool. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like yeah. he would try to mess with the players. <laughs> I mean, but The Rock is like that too. Like I've, I know I've know people who actually know him, 
And when I've seen pictures of him or actual videos of him interacting with cer certain things, he's a big goofball. He's just like Shaq. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. So, for sure. So, I mean, and then he has, he has daughters, too. So, I mean, it's a different thing. So, sure. you got to be a different kind of funny to have multiple daughters. That's my opinion. Now, I would love to see. See, I would, I would, I would break the day up into two parts. Like, I feel like The Rock would be great to go <laughs> on a hike with because he's going to keep me True. motivated for the hike. He probably would have, like, great, you know, hiking snacks. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. but, but Will Ferrell is probably going to be, like, the most ridiculous one around campfire. So if anybody knows, you already know The Rock, anybody knows Will Ferrell, tell them, you know, there's a, uh, right. a, a black cowboy billionaire meeting in the desert. And, he, and, he's, and he's invited to the cookout. We're, we're invited, Will Ferrell is invited, he's invited to the cookout. Uh, uh, All right. Uh, see. I'll see if we can get the word to him. <laughs> All right. What is, what, what, so this is, this is not a, this is not a funny question, but what's the best time of the year to come? Mm. Kind of, uh, I mean, between April and uh, mid-September, mm -hmm. I would say it's like the best time. And then it's... It, it, <sighs> April is still a little cold. So April, yeah. you'll be coming out of like snow. So it'll be a little crispy. But during the day, if you're moving around, you can still wear semi-warm clothes without um, needing like a heavy jacket and stuff like that just because the sun gets so hot. Um <laughs> where we're at right now like between now and next month it's gonna be super hot so i don't want to say what's up <laughs> this is fire from earth wind and fire it's our cat combo um uh, uh what is okay, right now so it's what is, hot. Uh, so yeah, it'll get up to like the 90s yeah but it's really hot it can get really dry it can rain out of nowhere so right now we're pretty much watching a bunch of storm clouds circle us um, because okay. it was already supposed to be thunderstorming. So uh, we, this is monsoon season, hot and rain and mug and yeah. I guess October then. I mean, cause October don't really have no weather, don't no bugs, it's not that cold yet. Mm -hmm. It's still pretty warm. Okay. So there you go. You helped us answer that one, October. October, <laughs> all right, October. Uh, if, if you guys can sit around, because I, I used to, I don't know if you guys know what Twin Peaks is. So Twin Peaks is uh, like a, a restaurant that's kind of like Hooters, but they serve more than chicken wings. The food is really good. I get the chicken yeah. chicken is great. But they have, <laughs> they have like a fire pit around there. So when I was at law school, um, I used to have to drive like an hour to get home. And there was construction going on. So I would stop at Twin Peaks and have a couple of scotches. And I would sit around with random people and just freestyle around the, around the fire pit. Yeah. Don't judge me. Listen, man, everybody got everybody has their own vibe. Hey, no judgment. Freestyling around the fire no pit Twin Peaks was mine. <laughs> <laughs> who would you want to freestyle with? Say, no who, who would be like your who would be your best who would be your 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 person that you would want to freestyle with around the fire pit? Who? Nipsey. Yeah. Yeah. For sure, Channel Nipsey. Yeah. That, that would be a for sure, but alive, an alive person. Yeah, I mean, still work on the earth. Right. I mean, we had it. We were planning on meeting him before uh, his. I mean, before he was assassinated. So, I mean, that was our our big accomplishment that we were trying to get. I mean, I guess uh, Kendrick is next. I guess because. Well, I mean, yeah, he's here, but I mean, do they have to not oh. be here? Or? <laughs> 
Yo, I mean, he, yes, he didn't specify yes. that one. I think Kendrick would agree. I'm just going to speak for him. Uh, I don't know him. I don't have his spirit. But I'm just going to speak for him because uh, Section 80 starts off with people around the campfire. Everybody listening. Uh, whatever, right? <laughs> Keisha mm -hmm. Teddy, come on here, right? <laughs> right. So, so Kendrick, I'm going to say, you know, I like to vibe out with, like, Wiz Khalifa. I nature man. I feel like oh, he yeah. would get high and supply everybody with, you know, some whiskey for OG, uh, whatever it is that he's smoking. And then I'm, I'm gonna tell you who else. I did a I did a dope podcast with the first lady of the West Coast. I feel like she would be mad cool around a campfire too. And like we can make yeah. a mistake off of that. I call that. Shit, I can uh, see that campfire. So sure. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Right. Camp, camp, the campfire hip hip camp. The hip camp mixtape. Uh, they would get Barack Obama. Oh, yeah. Listen, I, I believe I believe that Barack and Trump do edibles together. I'm just gonna say that uh, one day they're gonna tell me if that's true or not. But uh, Barack and Michelle, I think they probably eat edibles all the time. Um, so you guys oh, yeah. love Nipsey. So what's uh, what's your go-to music? Like, how do you what what do you do to stay motivated when you're out doing your basically ranching chores? How do you stay? How do you stay motivated to do that? Do you have like I, I like to listen to, to classical and jazz and like Kenny G, Mad Violinist, but sometimes I have to sell drugs mm -hmm. in my head, you know, to keep going. So I, I throw a little in there. And... We all did. <laughs> right. So, so like, what's 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 on your playlist? Like, what do you keep on your playlist? Honestly, it's it's a bunch of randomness. I mean, no, there's. She says that. I mean, mostly hip hop, hardcore rap. I said that way. I mean, but I mean, I have um, reggaeton on there. I have uh, reggae on there. I have jazz. I have classical music. I have spa music. Just sounds. I mean, I mean, just because my mood changes so so swiftly out here. Because yeah. again, I mean, there's so many things that happens out here on a daily basis that you have to control and you're like, oh, dang, well, this just came up and dang, well, this just came up. Well, okay, well, let me control that. And then, or how am I feeling right now? I might be feeling Kendrick at one moment and then three songs yep. down the line, I'm like, oh, what the heck? Okay, next. Now, nah, I don't want to hear nobody say nothing, you know? So that's that's kind of how my thing is, is that it just, it just flip-flops. Man, I go from A to Z in, in music. I have, yeah, I, man, <laughs> yes. I have country in there. Everything, I, yeah. like white boy country, like very, like, redneck everything. country. Um, but like, I don't know, we've always been that way. We both were like that when we met. Um, we just were open to any type of music. I'm more about words. Um, I like listening to the words. I like, you know, learning words and being able to sing along with the songs. He's more of like, if he likes a beat, he'll block out like words sometimes and I'll be looking at him like, what the hell are we listening to? Are you serious that that just came out of that freaking speaker? And he's like, oh, what, what happened? I'm like, no, you need to change the song because he doesn't know oh, because so he's cute. rapping over it in his head. Thank you. That's what I was I mean, thinking. They, so he, he actually has his own song going on in his mind that he's blocked yeah. out the words. I do that too. Cause I, you know, yeah. I think I, again, I'm I'm an older guy. I'm 42, but I, I try to stay I try to stay relevant. You know, uh, <laughs> some, some of the new music, some of the, some of the new music, I, I like I love the beats on it, but the words suck. Uh, and so uh, uh -huh. right. I'm challenging all of them. I'm I'm challenging all of them to a freestyle ballad question. 
man. All right. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, man, I got I got years of practice. I got years of practice. They ain't ready. They ain't ready for monitor the prophet. They ain't ready for the monitor the prophet <laughs> meditation mixtape. Okay, it's gonna go flat. Oh man. Um, all right, so we're gonna close out because I've enjoyed this, but we've talked way over the time that I normally do, so I don't wanna I don't wanna drag it out. But obviously, we're gonna talk again. Uh, hopefully, in person next time. But if not, I definitely wanna have you guys back on because I just think, even from like a relationship standpoint, right? Just just doing business with your partner that's amazing. People, mm-hmm. you guys do business together and you live together, and you guys are thriving. You guys look very happy with one another. I think you are. <laughs> Well, okay, I, you know, sometimes just, just a shining light on that because again, it's uncommon. It's uncommon. It's very uncommon. Yeah. If you had, so I, I like to, I like to talk about goals. I'm very, again, very big on the spoken word. I'm very big on the written word. But I, I found that if you constantly affirm over yourself, Napoleon Hill calls this auto suggestion. Um, but affirmations, that's all it is. You're just reprogramming your subconscious to where your awareness will recognize the things that you're very consciously asking the universe for. If you recognize it, you become aware of it. You know, like it just, it's like a whole new reality consciousness opens up to you. If you had a million dollars, so just pretend right now that God is asking you if you had a million dollars and you had a year to spend it to um, make your business, I'm not even going to say profitable, but to be everything that you want it to be, um, what are you doing with that million dollars over the course of 12 calendar months? What are you doing? You say it or you... Yeah, I'll say it. Um, so finishing up the campground, um, getting in a bunch of water tanks, um, opening up our dispensary. So we're already planning on going, uh, opening up a recreational dispensary in January. So uh, if we had that much money, we would probably open up more than one location and probably get to our second step, our two to three year plan, which would be open up another location in another state. Um, and then we would get our um, Zion Herbals business back up and running, which is pretty much all of our natural skincare rubs and everything. Totally rebranded um, with a kitchen built out for it. Um, we want, eventually wanted to build out a kitchen. So pretty much just building all of the stuff that we had on our plate. We're still like in the process of building stuff. So we're not even close to that. <laughs> Okay. Uh, okay. And so if you had a million dollars to spend personally, what are you doing? And this isn't, this isn't anything to do with the business because if you allow it to, your business will consume your life, right? At some point you guys are going to need mm-hmm. a break, right? And yes. so if you could step into a whole time of your business is self-sustaining, right? You have the right people on the bus, you all going in the right mm-hmm. direction. Your enterprise is booming, and now you're uh, black cowboy zillionaires <clears throat> uh, slapping uh, Jeff Bezos on the back of the head because you passed him up in money. <laughs> um, <okay. laughs> all right, hey, I'm um, accepting that. Yeah, like so. You, you had a you had. I'm not. I'm not even gonna say. I'm not even gonna say a, a year to spend a million dollars because you're going zillionaires at this point. If you had a, if you had thirty days. Spend a million bucks. What are you doing? Honestly, probably just traveling. Yeah. I mean, if everything was taken care of, we'll probably just travel. I mean, I wouldn't even spend all of it. Probably save a quarter of it. No, you have to spend all of it. Nope. You gotta, you gotta you invest the interest in it. I mean, make more money. You're so, I mean, you can still travel. 
<laughs> you're making a million dollars a day. You're making a million dollars a day. Uh, you just budgeted a, a million for this vacation. So where would you go? So you, you, you travel like they're the world's big place. Where, where are you going first? Uh, yeah. First place I'm going is Ethiopia. Uh, then okay. Zimbabwe. Um, then Tanzania. Uh, probably back to Mexico. Yeah. Then Ireland. Um, probably, probably somewhere in Europe. Russia, because my family, my family lineage comes in through Russia and then down through Alaska. So I wanted to come in the way that my family came. So pretty much okay. like wanted to travel like the whole way that um, we use 23andMe. That 23andMe shows you like pretty much the travel migration of your lineage of your more for me, my <laughs> maternal lineage. So that's kind of what I wanted to do, too. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of traveling. That was one of the biggest things we wanted to do when we left California. We wanted to have like homes set, you know, so we feel like a lot of this is still getting like home set. Have you guys ever applied to like, I don't know if applied is the right word. I think your story is awesome. I think more people need to know that you exist. Have you ever thought about uh, like, you know, YouTube show, uh, some type of reality show? Because I personally think that if you guys <laughs> are in there, facing chickens, right? Well, see, I only laugh because she's she's supposed to be writing it right now. I mean, if we didn't have so many projects going on right now, like that'd probably be knocked out already. Like one of our friends, he's waiting for her to put try and put into production. So he's kind of been, like he's followed us before um, before anybody knew our last company, like Zion Glory. He knew who we were before then. Um, he's a comedian. Uh, his name is Finesse Mitchell. Everybody go check him out. Uh, <laughs> So um, he's pretty much been like kind of giving us advice and everything like that. So that's, I mean, that's, yeah. He told, he told me to write it a long time ago and I've started it. Um, I just haven't finished it. What, what do you need to write? What do you need to write? Oh, he wanted me to write a, um, like, what is a script, mm -hmm. a script for a TV show yeah. to make it into a long TV show. Yeah, let's talk. I'm an attorney and I write. So like I, I can, I can whip up something for y'all. I guess you know. Like I, I feel like I can put together. I feel like I can put together something that's pretty good. Uh, we collaborate on that. Once you have yeah, all the details, trust about. me, you wouldn't have an issue. Yeah. Yeah, because because really, all I need is if if we can set up this. This is a whole this her turn her whole job interview. I didn't I didn't mean for that. But but if I if I can grab <laughs> if I can grab some time with you on a regular basis, I can know how to write the story. The, the, the background that I come from, I used to interview uh, CIOs that were coming into their role and their stakeholders and such. And so um, interviewing to get the information out, to be able to tell the stories, to get the data that you need, to, to paint the picture that you want. I mean, that, that's all basically the law is too. Like you just need to know how to tell the facts in a way that are compelling enough to influence another person. So, uh, so I, I would mm -hmm. have fun with that. Um, big, hairy, audacious goals. I believe in having ridiculous goals. Um, so if you guys, uh, uh, what are your, you have six months, basically until the end of the year. What are your big, hairy, audacious goals to finish before the end of 2021? Mm, funding, um, funding for our cannabis dispensary. So, um, we are trying to do everything we can not to put up our property, um, to get a loan from the bank to open up the dispensary. Um, so we've been looking for pretty much for investors and other ways to raise money to be able to purchase the property mm -hmm. outright. So that way we're not being messed with. 
Okay. Uh, okay. Um, is is that the only one funding? How much do you need? <laughs> What's the number? Besides, uh, oh, uh, we're looking at just for the property, one hundred and fifty thousand. But to get okay. everything up and running, three hundred and fifty thousand. Okay. And uh, retreats. So you guys have all this space. How do you? You guys have mm -hmm. different. Because uh, I looked on the website, I can't, I'm sorry, I can't recall all the different things that you have there, right? I, I oh, no, it's so okay. much, right? It's not on there yeah. yet. No, so, but, you were one of the first ones to hear about it. Um, we haven't put it out there yet. Um, it's going to be our first men's retreat. Okay. It's our first men's retreat. Um, it's our first retreat period. Um, we're collaborating with another company based out of Arizona, um, and they're pretty much bringing in glamping. So um, we don't really have the funding to add glamping to the property or anything. So um, we're partnering with somebody who can, they're gonna be offering glamping and it's pretty much gonna be um, a connecting with nature, but we wanna also invite women to come um, to help serve the men, um, to help hold space for them silently, um, not to like interject or anything, but just kind of just to be there to, you know, cook and do the little things that we don't want you guys to be distracted about. Um, so that'll be our first event. Two weeks after that, we're going to be having a, um, the, like a similar event, but for women. Um, and we'll be adding all that onto our website this week. So probably by like Wednesday, Thursday, we'll have more information up. All right, and what's the overall purpose of the retreats? So what do you want What do you want the men to get out of the retreat? What do you want the women to get out of the retreat? So pretty much what we want the men to get is a release. Um, a lot of us, including myself, I mean, I used to be a counselor. Um, and I mean, just in different fields, a lot of men, we hold stuff in and maintenance. I was a maintenance worker. Um, we don't allow ourselves to release a lot of our emotions or to talk about certain things that we normally would talk about sorry we got the storm coming in so i'm like <laughs> trying to be cognizant because we have a couple dogs we gotta we will a few dogs we gotta bring in too so but um pretty much just getting them to release everything that they've been holding on to you know um whether it's emotionally whether it's um something that they're not feeling like they're being heard or i mean it's a physical release i mean we have a couple things for physical releases like a log toss we have a couple other things that we have planned um different yoga things different hikes um and for the women, we want them to learn how um, how to be there for men and how men want them to be there for them. Because um, a lot of times we always have men and women, I'll say, um, specifically myself, I noticed that we um, think that we know how our partner or how the, the other people in our lives want us to be there for them and without asking them. So that's pretty much is for the women to be there as observers is to see, okay, well, this is how they, how they acted right here when we didn't say anything or when they asked for help at this part here, and this is how I can actually help. And I can take this somewhere else and teach somebody else how to do that. So that's, I mean, that's kind of the, the gist of what we're trying to get accomplished. And so um, it's also a process of reminding men that like we've noticed that because we had our own issue in our relationship when I was doing a lot of women's retreats, I was doing a lot of women's calls and women's work. And it got to the point where I was doing all my women's stuff before the relationship. So we wanted to start out with a men's event because it's not traditional to see. And we've had a hard time gathering men in spaces like this but we thought opening up opening it with a men's event would really show people that just because the name of the campground is mujeres valley um for those of you who know spanish mujeres means women 
um, it is not just for women. It's also for us to be able to hold space for men, for them to be able to fill themselves. And that's the name of the retreat for men. It's filling myself um, because we want men to learn how to fill their cup as well and let them know that that space is being held for them to be able to fill their cup when they have their opportunity. I love it. I, I, I think you guys are amazing. Um, I'm going to do all I can to help you promote, um, to market, you know, whatever it is, just because. Thank you. Black, black people need that safe space. And I, I love how you guys make sure that you bring that out, that it is as people of color safe, right? Because uh, the country yes. is just, you, yes. know, you don't think that's a safe place for us, right? But you guys exactly. have, you, know, you guys basically own the state of New Mexico and you're making it safe for uh, black people. So I think, uh, you know, maybe there'll be a, a mass, a mass black people migration. Uh, to I Mexico, hope so. Right? right that's our goal. Yeah, a whole, a whole community there. Um, okay. Um, any final, any final uh, wisdom? I mean, let me ask you that. Any final wisdom, uh, twofold question in regards to wisdom. Final wisdom for married couples. Final wisdom for business owners. So married couples first. What is your wisdom for married couples? I would say my wisdom for married couples will be to work things out and speak. Um, a lot of times we don't speak things out. We hope hold certain emotions in or so-and-so said this and it rubbed me wrong, whether it's male or female that said it, um, we hold that in and we don't speak to the other. Hey, you know, I didn't like how you said this. I didn't like how you said that. You know, um, one of the key things that me and he showed, uh, vowed when we first got married was that we don't believe in divorce, um, that there'd be no such thing that we're going to the biblical thing that, you know, if we, if we divorce then we die pretty much, you know, like set us on a, on a stake of fire and kill us because, there had to be something that was that wrong that we couldn't work out. And nowadays, us as a community, we're not sticking around to see, okay, can I really stick it out with this person? Um, you know, is it worth sticking out with this person? We're just on to the next person. You know, I have a lot of my friends aren't even married right now. And we're in our late thirties at this point, you get what I'm saying? Aren't even serious relationships, haven't been yeah. in serious relationships. So that's that's my that's my uh wisdom for relationships right now and married couples is that to talk because it's always something that can work it out um nothing's that big whether you have kids or not because we don't have kids and of course everything's not perfect and we're, we've been married for 10 years now so and we can do it for 10 years with no kids then you with kids can do it for however long you feel like you can do it um and it's just a will you know and that's that's part of that for uh, for uh, relationships, right? Mm, for me, I would um, also add um, kind of how you brought up earlier about everybody goes through different changes at different times. Um, that we need to learn to be gentle with ourselves and with our partners during those changes, um, because sometimes you know it's hard to be able, like you asked, you know, how are you able to communicate like the changes that you're going through and sometimes you're not able to and it's it's not a disrespect thing it's not a, i'm trying to keep something from you it's just that i'm trying to figure out what's going on so but also remembering yeah. to extend the same courtesies to yourself that you do to your partner so if you're yeah. catching yourself oh I'm, yeah how come you're not paying attention to me it's like well do you, you know maybe need some time to just yourself you know what i mean um spend time with yourself fill your own cup 
um, and be accountable for your own, your thoughts, your emotions, and all the things that you bring to the table to the relationship? Um, you guys have just been mind blowing. Um, I think that you guys are uh, amazing. That just doesn't even seem like the right word. I love how you've <laughs> taken this seriously, man. Like you're uncommon, and so I'm just gonna celebrate your uncommonness right now, <laughs> yeah. seriously, because you come from LA uh, and you're you're in Arizona. You had your own unique journey. You guys have overcome your own spiritual, not overcome. You've endured your spiritual transformations, and you stay together. And you do business together. And um, <clears throat> you guys are a testimony, you know, and you're doing something that black people normally don't even get into, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. A thousand acres, a thousand acres <laughs> in uh, United States and Mexico. I love <laughs> I just it. Right. Right. Claim that. <laughs> hey, you know what? Um, Honestly, you know what? I'll take that back. If we had a million dollars right now, dude. There's a property I've been eyeing right now. It's 2,700 acres, man. Oh, yeah. I'll go smash it, it right okay. now. Okay, I forgot about that. There it yeah, is. He's right. There it is. Thank you. I knew it had to be something. Um, I love you guys. I, 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 just, I just love, I, I love, I just love the energy. I love the, the way that God is so very present in your lives. I like the favor that's on your lives. See that finding the wife, find it the good thing. And brother, you have, you, you, you have something mm -hmm. that's worth far above rubies. Rubies. Amen. Uh, uh, so I'm gonna sign off. Uh, uh, you guys, so any any products or whatever that you want to make people aware of uh, that they can go buy, let's put some money in your pocket. Yes, our website, um, zionunity.com. We have um, pretty much we're selling postcards and camping gear, T-shirts that were designed. All of it's designed by us. Um, we're working on getting our product line back up, and pretty much. Um, some of the things that we were popular for were our migraine um, rub. I made something for him for um, extensive pain that works for like burns, cuts, bruises, scars, um, things mm -hmm. like that, a nerve damage repair. So um, we do a lot of healing um, consulting, but we also do uh, business consulting. Um, we help um, people put up their websites, get their business plans together, their financial plans together and things like that. So uh, we kind of do an array of things. Uh, the products right now are probably the best bet. It's the easiest way to get a hold of us, to support us. Um, and if anybody would like to come out, um, we're listed on HipCamp. Um, you can go to our profile page on our link um, and you can book us through HipCamp or through The Dirt um, is the name of the website. And ev everything goes back into the lounge. So um, we hardly ever, like you heard, we don't take breaks really. Um, <laughs> we're trying to plan one for his birthday in August. Um, but everything goes back into the land. So it goes into, um, if it's not paying for the electricity that we have right now, it's going into tools and materials. So please come out and enjoy it. All right. August what? August what is your birthday? August 4th. Okay, August 4th. I'm, I'm the 14th. I'm August 14th. Um, uh, well, we, ah, we, we have a real life uh, Abraham and Sarah uh, that have joined us uh, today. So... <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just thank y'all for it. I'm going to do a shameless plug myself. I have uh, two books on Amazon exclusively right now, The Mind of the Prophet, The Diary of the Curious Mind, Volume 1, also Volume 2. Uh, they're also they're in paperback. Uh, Kindle, also on Amazon Audible. My narrators are awesome. I recommend the narrator version because you get to hear it and then you experience it uh, differently. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not going to get into the explanations of what those are. Just listen to a sample. You, you'll decide to download the book for sure. Um, also, I have a journal coming out, the Mind of the Prophet uh, Meditation Journal. Thanks. I really do believe that what you put on paper, what you commit to paper comes true. If you're very intentional about the words you commit, mm-hmm. if you're patient, you will see God walk those things up to you uh, in a very systematic way once he believes that you're ready for it. Right? And, and so um, so I, I'm, I'm excited to actually release that and just really teaching people more about what I know about the honesty of the universe if you're very um, intentional about what you want to get out of life. You know, you can really experience yeah. co-creation like Adam if you yeah. really have basically shared everything that you know about God and just start over. He'll, and he'll show you himself in a known amazing way that's unique to you. It doesn't have to be unique to the next person. <clears throat> Jesus wasn't Muhammad, who wasn't Buddha, who wasn't whoever else was enlightened enough to be able yeah. to tap into God and tap God in their own way. And those men, the men that tap into God, tap into the universe to really find their form, change, change the world. They change history. And so um, everybody has the cap- capability or the capacity to do that if they want to. That's the thing. You got to want to do it, but you got to share the stuff to get there. Um, Very true. And then uh, charlieking.com, uh, that, that's my girl's uh, website. She has, like, she, she, she's such a revolutionary. Like, I'm, I'm really not the militant one in my house. Let me just say that. Uh, but her, her website has, she, she has uh, like uh, gourmet lactation cookies. Um, I didn't even know that was oh, big. Um, that is so I know, cool. right? See, look at it, you see it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and, and guys can eat them too. They don't, you know, they won't cause guys to lactate. But, uh, you know, they're tasty for what I understand. I haven't had one yet. But, uh, but gourmet you. lactation cookies, <laughs> with their, with their breastfeeding. Uh, she has a bunch of shirts. She has books. She has journals. Like, she's a, she is a nice. amazing woman, like super entrepreneur. So charlieking.com, there's a lot of stuff there for folks that want to uh, check out her website. Um, and then this will be the last time we talk. This is uh, Samuel Ibrahim, the host of the Mind of the Prophet Meditation Hour with two uh, billionaire uh, black cowboy <laughs> ranchers, healing mystics, uh, 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 animal whispers. <laughs> <laughs> You guys have been uh-huh. great. This will not be the last time. Everybody needs to know that you guys exist. So I'm going to do everything I can to help you out. Thank you. And, uh, you know, we, we just might hold a black people meeting there. I think we need to hold a black people meeting uh, in, the, in uh, New Mexico. Let's do it. Yes. Yeah, that's that's what we'll call it. The black people meeting. Okay. The black people meeting. <laughs> and, you know. We'll put a little <laughs> sign that's BPM. That's well know yeah, what's going yeah, on. Yeah, you know, we had to come up with a password, uh, you know, to let people <laughs> but, uh, I think that's a good idea. Uh right, you guys have been great. We're signing off, we've run our mouth entirely too much. Uh, but I think this has been great energetic uh, conversation. You guys check them out on Mujeres Valley, Mujeres, Mujeres Valley on Instagram. Uh, they have their site on hipcamp.com, also the dirt.com. Also, what's the other website for the for the uh, products? Zion, Zion what? Unity. What is it? Zion Unity. I love it. Zionunity.com. Go get all those great yes. healing products, and then you know maybe you guys will turn into uh, black. Uh, rancher cowboy billionaires that are also some <laughs> mystics and animal, animal whispers. And 
You're going to find somebody you can thug it out with for 10 years uh, and make yeah. that money. You guys are such money. Yeah. Uh, sign him off. That's Thank you for having us. Host. Thank uh, you for having us. Hour. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's been great. I love you guys. Uh, and we will talk soon. Love you too. Yes, yes. definitely. Right, bye. Definitely. <laughs> bye. Peace. One love.